Welcome to the MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. Now, presenting your hosts and two guys who should know better, Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. And we're on. We're on. We're here. The MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show is live from Las Vegas. I can't believe we pulled this together, but here we are, and we're on. It's live, and this is Moto Talk. This is for you guys. We're here. I'm Steve Mathis. I'm here with my host, Paul Lindsay. We are. We're here. I can't believe we're live either. I mean, like you said, so much has gone into this. We have a, a newfound respect, as if we didn't already have respect for the DMXS guys, the Pit Pass guys, all the other shows out there, Body Bag and Forehead. Well, not those guys. We don't really respect those guys. They do it the easy way on Blog Talk. But anybody that's ever done an actual radio show, the way we're set up here at Mathis uh, International, uh, this is quite the undertaking. And as Steve said, we, we barely got her done in time for Anaheim, but we wanted to get a, a pre-show done in time for Anaheim. We're going to be coming to you guys live every week. And, uh, wow, like I said, what an undertaking. So stay with us all through the year. The show is just going to get better and better. We appreciate all the phone calls, all the texts, all the emails. There's been a lot of hype about the show, and we couldn't be more excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. And tonight's guest is going to be probably the most successful team manager in the sport's history. Uh, right up there, anyways. I'm already here. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Larry Brooks, Sam Manuel Yamaha's Larry Brooks. He is going to be on the show probably 20 minutes, maybe half hour. Larry was out running and getting some podium hats for his photo shoot uh, tomorrow, which is, as we know, A1 is coming up. And this is the stuff that gets down to the bottom of the of the barrel, and uh, you really got to get things pulled together. A couple things we want to throw out there. Uh, in a little bit, we will be taking phone calls. Uh, 702-586-7857 is the number. 702-586-7857, which is pulp. So if you can remember that, uh, we'll open the phone lines up probably in uh, 15 minutes or so. And uh, we'll take some calls. And Larry will take some calls. And we'll all take some calls. Honor to have Larry on here. And it's great for him to take time out of his busy week, as you mentioned, to be on the show. It's going to be great to have him. And I know all the, the message board guys from Vital MX and Motor News, Motor Talk, those guys all want to have a piece of Larry, and we're going to give everybody their chance later on in the show. Yeah, exactly. We ask anybody who calls in that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe think that Larry's a douchebag. If you could just <laughs> keep it somewhat respectable. Uh, when you're calling Larry, that would be great. But, yeah, otherwise uh, we'll just hang up on you. Yeah, we'll just hang up on you. This this isn't anarchy, folks. But, uh, I mean, basically the, the goal of this show, and, and again, I'm amazed that we pulled this thing together. Thank you, MotorWorldRacing.com. Uh, those are the guys for sure to thank. Um, the reason we pulled this show together was we really want to take a look, an in-depth look at the sport of Supercross and Motocross. I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that sort of gloss over stuff. Um, we wanted to get the best guests we can the best uh, sort of bench racing. Think of it like an interactive show made for you guys. I mean, we're bench racing here about topics that you guys would sit around your garage and talk about, and you're going to have the opportunity to call in and uh, and talk to one of us and maybe get, get to the bottom of something you've been wondering about. Paul and I are major motocross fans. We're just lucky enough to both have jobs in the industry. Paul is a, a super agent, right? What I call you? Uh, I don't know if I reach quite super agent okay. status yet. But, All right, but I'm an agent. Paul's an agent. <laughs> uh, I'm a journalist in the sport, uh, a former mechanic for many years, uh, parts changer, as I like to call it. And so we we're lucky enough to be in the sport and uh, 
be behind the curtain, let's say, but uh, uh, you know, at the same time, we're just fans. And that's what this show is all about. It's for you guys. Yeah, Steve put it really well. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all fans of the sport, and we're all blessed to be in this sport. And uh, Lord knows we all love to bench race about it. So as Steve said, that's what we're here to try to do. And we also, along the way, we want to do lots of fun segments, fun, exciting stuff. We want to do giveaways. Speaking of which, for this premiere show tonight, the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show, we're going to be giving away a Rockwell watch valued at about $250. We're also going to give away about seven gift certificates, $50 gift certificates towards the purchase of a Rockwell watch. And we're also going to be giving away some headphones. Uh, Zag, Go to Zag.com, Z-A-G-G.com, and check out these awesome headphones. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to give away some goggles, X-Brand Goggles, another one of our fine sponsors. And, uh, again, MotorWorldRacing.com, X-Brand, Rockwell. We also want to thank Manus United. Go to ManusUnited.com. Check out their eyewear. And, uh, again, Rockwell Watches. We also want to give a shout-out to the Motocross Nations, which is coming up. We'll, we'll get to this a little bit later. But yeah. Motocross Nations, September 26th, Lakewood, Colorado. Be there. As a kid from Colorado yeah. myself, this is uh, like a dream come true. The Motocross Nations comes back to America after the epic one at, at Bud's Creek, September 26th at Lakewood. Don't miss oh this Oh, God, one. i got to listen to this for uh, the next oh, little yeah. while, Lakewood, oh, yeah. Colorado. It's, it's the countdown. Um, I'm just – I mean, it's going to be epic, but you're going to miss one of the riders that – you know, was there. He's what? probably not going to make the team this past year. I highly doubt Lakewood's going to be as good as Bud's Creek, just in my eyes. Yeah, well, you never know. Um, the, the way things shape up, I mean, that's what makes racing so great. It could be better. It could be worse. You just never know. But uh, Dude, what if Shorty made the team in Lakewood, <laughs> like just everybody freaking out and cheering him on? That would be pretty I mean, epic. Just that, people, that'd be like the Dallas Cowboys making yeah. it to the Super Bowl next year when it's in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When are we going to do that trivia? What do you think? I mean, uh, it's let, your let's call, go bud. Ahead and throw it out. Let's give people a chance to think about it. Again, we've got a uh, a two hundred fifty dollars watch from Rockwell. Go to RockwellTime.com and and check on their Who's Rockin' Rockwell page. Click on that. You'll be amazed. These guys have some of the most awesome watches. The hip industry watches, the big ones, small ones, or whatever you like. They've got it. Trust me. So. We're going to go ahead and start off with a trivia question here. And what we're going to do, you want to email I didn't even, Steve. I didn't even get this right when we were, get, when we were guessing <laughs> yeah. it. So. Yeah, we, we had to make sure. I had to, I had to uh, text GL just to make sure. But uh, because we're not going to include Supermoto in this. And the GL that we're speaking of, of course, is the one and only Grant Langston. Uh, and you're going to want to email your answer. We're going to take the first, uh, what is it, 11, 12, excuse me. We've got one watch, seven watch gift certificates. Three pair of headphones from Zag Headphones and one pair of goggles from X Brand, and you're gonna want to email your answers as quickly as possible. So, to Steve, the, hold on. Okay. Before we, the the first dude to get an answer in, the first, and one, this all depends on my Outlook Microsoft server, folks. So I'm not gonna be the judge, <laughs> but the first person to get their email in gets the watch. We'll watch. The second yeah. is the goggles or the gift certificates. Uh, it's gonna all go in order, I guess. Okay. It'll be the goggles next, and then we'll do the gift certificates and the headphones the way they okay. come into the account. So, so there we go. And we'll be watching the screen. And you're gonna want to email Steve. At directmotocross.com. That would be me. Steve at directmotocross.com. Okay. And the question is is a simple one. How many titles? We're going to include Lights Supercross or 125 Supercross. We're going to include GPs, but we are not going to include Supermoto. For those of you who like Supermoto, sorry. <laughs> we're talking Motocross and Supercross. We're talking GPs. We're talking Lights. We're talking 250, 450, 125, etc. How many titles does Grant Langston have? How many major titles? This should be relatively easy for you hardcore bench racers. So send in your answers. Good luck. Thanks to Rockwell for providing these prizes and obviously Zag headphones and uh, X-Brand goggles as well. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And before we get too far into the show, the first ever MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. I got to throw that out again. That's right. I can't believe we're doing this. This yeah. is just this is amazing. I've got a Red Bull cracked open. Red Bull, not a sponsor of the show. Yet. Yeah, you might want to you hint, might hint. you might want to drop that. Uh, just say Mont Energy Drink because for a small fee, this could be a Red Bull. Well, they sponsor me personally. I might. Oh have, God, but, here we uh, go. Yeah, okay. exactly. But uh, uh, and so we got a homemade studio here in Vegas in my den. The uh, the hounds are blocked off downstairs, and uh, what an undertaking this was. But. Uh, Man, I can't believe we pulled it together. It kind of looks like WKRP in Cincinnati up here. You know what it looks like? Is It looks like last time I was here to do a podcast, except we had 86 Anaheim rocking on yeah. the big screen over here. Yeah, so. true that. No, so really it's just a couple of guys in the den in Las Vegas bench racing. But uh, before we get too far into the show, there's some guys that I definitely want to thank, and I think you do too. Um, right off the bat, uh, uh, Greg Mercury is our is our is sort of our – server ventrilo god geek of the show and sound and, engineer and ha- is, maybe. yeah okay we could do that um a great guy that that's really volunteering to help out he's putting money out of his own pocket for this show folks we're going to hope to reimburse him at some point but uh, as of now greg is hooking it up and uh, and that's awesome for all of us we we, we couldn't thank him enough and the show wouldn't happen there's another guy uh kevin Husted from michigan did the cool intro and outro on the uh, on the show and uh he built all that i mean i could have done it but uh it's a lot of work and and it's not easy and man i think those things rips and he does a great job on the podcast show as well he helps me out with that and this dude's just doing it for free doing it for free so uh that's cool as well uh marty that's a motocross fan i know i, mean, geez, I know that's what motocross is all about i know and then uh, marty the, my, my web ninja guy at pulp mx uh also directmotocross.com he is the guy that built the pages He's a guy that I harass daily. He has a real job, yet somehow late at night I get emails from him at like 2 in the morning Eastern time with questions about uh, the site and the show. I want to thank Marty, Kevin, and Greg for all they've done uh, for me and for this show. And uh, I'm sure you got some people too, Paul. Yeah, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to Doc Bodner, not only for everything that Doc Bodner does for this great sport of ours. And for those of you who don't know, Doc Bodner is the one of the many men behind the Asterix Mobile Medical Unit, which – some of our riders, some of our teams, I'm speaking to you now, get complacent and, and don't realize how good we have it to have an actual emergency room on wheels. That's all thanks to Asterix, Tom Carson, Doc Bardner, Ed, Eddie Casillas, all the people that donate their time and money to that effort. I want to thank Doc Bardner for that, first of all. But secondly, Doc, unbeknownst to, to Steve and I, had a show a few years back called well, – Hold on the, a second. Hold on a second. Uh, Not unbeknownst to me <laughs> – <laughs> it was actually your job, Paul Lindsay, uh, to check it out. Th- this is true. This it wasn't is true. me. I, I, I was just going with we, it. We thought we came up with a clever name. We actually wanted to call it Moto Radio, but my other good buddy, Russell Stratton, is holding on to that thing so tight, uh, you know, he wants to get back in the game someday. So we right. we settled on Moto Radio, and again, unbeknownst to me, not Steve, uh, Doc Bodner used to have a show in San Diego called Moto Radio, and he even sent me a little file clip saying, hey, this is Travis Pastrana. You're listening to Moto Radio with Doc Bodner. And I'm like, okay. So, Doc, here's to you, buddy, and uh, they, uh, w- we want to, you know, like I said, keep the show fun, keep it going. It's going to get better as, as the year rolls on. We're going to do it every week, every Monday night here Are- in Steve's. Uh, we're supposed to do it for an hour. Tonight will for sure be longer than an hour. Yeah, we're gonna, I think we're going to go an hour most. We're going to go more than an hour most times. But We want to try to keep it an hour, but Steve's right. Tonight we've got so much to get to, and we want to just uh, 
cover everything. We want to give you guys as much as can, but we don't want to we don't want to make you bored. So uh, another little side note, by the way, at MotorWorldRacing.com, we'll get to this in a minute. They're, they're going to be giving away a Travis Pastrana jersey as part of the show as well, and you'll hear that in our commercial segment. But tomorrow, DC Shoes is going to have a rally car on display at MotorWorldRacing.com. So go down there and check it out. It's actually Motor World of El Cajon. It's on Magnolia, 315 North Magnolia. And uh, you can call them at 619-442-0941. I believe that, that's it. I just did that off the top of my head. After uh, eight years with the race team, you'd think I'd remember that number. But uh, go down and see Brian and Glenn. And, the uh, emails are pouring in. Are they? Yes. Nice. We like it. We Good. like it. And, and, uh, and the, uh, the chat room is just going crazy over here on Pulp MX. Yeah. People yeah. have been in there for like an, two hours while I know. we're prepping for the show. I know. Pulp has uh, never seen as such, such traffic before and probably ever since. Uh, also – Let's not forget about the Ventrilo client. Uh, you go in there, check it out, you guys. You can actually—it's pretty easy because I'm a kind of a moron and I figured it out. And I was chatting last night, thanks to Shenzi. And uh, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. You're much more than a moron. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks to Shenzi, Yo Smithy, and everybody else, Hugh, uh, Swiss Corps for checking that out last night and uh, giving myself a trial run. But seriously, check out the Ventrilo thing. It's not so bad. It's pretty easy to work. All you need is a headset, USB or line in, and it, it's pretty easy. And it's kind of a cool feature. We're gonna put some people in the Ventrilo chat on the air hopefully we think we can get it to work well and for those of you who don't know it's it's a, a real chat room as in you're talking yeah. not typing not texting not not you know you're talking to each other like on a uh, a conference call type thing so it's a new technology this one's on you steve yeah <laughs> the, the bodner thing was on me this right. ventrilo thing is on you no so. it's on actually it's actually on greg it's not on me all right this is right. greg's it's baby on greg. we're pinning um, it on greg i also forgot somebody too renard mods uh for the bandwidth for this show, uh, Greg and Renard, our buddies, and Robert Renard, uh, probably unbeknownst to Robert Renard, but thank you. Uh, you can check out his site. Um, his, he, 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 his seed is one of the smoothest riders to ever grace our sport. Would, would that be Renard. Would, I, I, would that I be an overstatement? Agree with that. No, okay, no, 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 I fully agree with that assessment. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, we got all that out of the air. We definitely want to make sure that uh, you guys know this show is for you. Maybe this first one, uh, we're not going to be taking that many phone calls, but. Uh, we're going to work on it. And uh, 15, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. And uh, we will open the phone lines in a little bit and uh, try to take some calls. But right now, are we ready to bench race? I think it's time to get bench racing. One more time with that trivia question, though, just for the people that are tuning in late. Oh, uh, no. It's probably it's, too late. It's you done. Think? It's Your done. email's blowing up. Okay. It's done. Everybody's, everybody's already claiming the watches. Some dude some dude said uh, said two, and uh, he's way off. Yep. But anyways. Just a hint. No Supermoto, and it's not two. Um, so Grant far, 40, 47. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're too late. All right. Yeah. Well, snooze you lose. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, thanks for, for emailing that. We're going to keep giving out prizes. Thanks to our, our sponsors for that. And actually, thanks. X-Brand doesn't even know I'm giving out a pair of goggles. I'm just <laughs> doing it. So, uh, and we'll tell you the answer at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, for now, let's get it on with some bench racing. All right. 450 class. Uh, you know, we got Anaheim coming up. And as a mechanic, there's certain things that I miss as a mechanic now that I'm no longer a mechanic and certain things that I don't. I'll tell you what I don't miss. I do miss Paddington Ferry on the butt and wishing him good luck. I miss that. I don't miss the the week before Anaheim and the week before Glen Helen. Those are what is known as D-Days. And, again, thanks for Brooks for coming on the show because it is wide open, Paul. As you know, there's no rest right now for these teams. Well, the only beauty of this year is that this is one of those leap years, if you will, where they move the date back away. It, every year it creeps up closer to New Year's. And if a lot of you might remember, last year they moved press day to Friday because 
the typical Thursday press day would have been on New Year's Day. So every year it's the 6th, then it's the 5th, then it's the 4th, then it's last year it was the 3rd. Well, this year we get a little reprieve. They jump it back to the 9th. Everybody's got like an extra week, a little breathing room. For those of you who don't know, the industry basically shuts down. If you're a team manager, a rider, mechanic, a privateer trying to get stuff done before Anaheim, good luck. <laughs> it's just awful timing the first Saturday of January when many of the gear companies, tire companies, plastics, graphics, pit shirts, everything that needs to be done, and people just close from January, or from excuse me, from January, from December 25th through January 1st usually, and then not to mention if it falls on a weekend. So this year, again, a little bit of breathing room for the teams and the riders to get ready for Anaheim. But like Steve said, here it is, and uh, I, I kind of don't miss that feeling either. We'll, we'll be at the press conference every year, and inevitably there's there's factory teams that are having decals put on their trucks in mm -hmm. the pits pit shirts being pulled out of the box in the parking lot from the team manager's rental car uh it's it's you know controlled chaos is how i like to put it i believe one time i think my wife was then my girlfriend but uh she was uh adding up and i think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh 76 hours in the week before anaheim one was uh was uh, what i put in and I, not and not believe me i'm one of the laziest guys alive <laughs> And I put in 76 hours, so I guarantee you a lot more people put in more hours. But it's gnarly. It's just crazy. You're building your bike. You're, you're, you're still testing. You're still building a practice bike, and you're trying to build a race bike. You're trying to get the semi ready. You're trying to get it stocked. It's crazy, and uh, that's, what, that's this time of year we're in right now. So, But as far as the racing goes, we got two studs, I think, that are generally acknowledged, James Stewart and Chad Reed, that uh, probably will be up there every race. Do you see anybody – touching those two guys at all well i guess truthfully in my opinion not stewart chad reed we both underestimated last year at least stewart's gonna I walk away with it in I, your mind I, I think yeah i yeah. think uh all things being equal of course the great equalizer starts crashes that all these things that happen i had a, a little text exchange going with a friend of mine yesterday and and he's saying sure wouldn't that be great he wanted to bet me some money i won't say on what but and i said well as long as he doesn't crash and he said well of course duh you know so all things being equal as we like to say in bench racing, Stewart walks. I mean, now, that being said, last year, Chad Reed surprised me and maybe maybe not everybody because maybe some people were betting on him, hardcore Chad Reed fans, but he not that he needed to earn my respect or anybody's respect after being, what, third on the all-time win list in our sport with two championships. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud, but a lot of people had put a fork in him last year. Uh -huh. uh, I thought he would be closer to the third place guy than he was to Stewart. And he came out and as you know, handed Stewart everything he can handle all year long. My prediction is the same. I hate to say it, but my prediction is the same this year as it was last year. I think Stewart will have everybody covered handily, including Chad. Now, it, again, Chad is going to continue to rewrite his own record, his own legend. If he can step it up and run with James again this year. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think, I think you're right. I, I mean, but we sat in these chairs, not these chairs, but a chair last year and said, you know, the same thing. James has him covered. James came out first couple races, I think, didn't have his bike set up. That was clear to anybody, even in the upper deck. And uh, I think what that did was, a, strangely enough, as bad as James's bike was set up, he still won. Yep. Um, so that was sort of, you know, gave Chad confidence. But yet, on the other hand, it had to give James some confidence knowing he was riding a bucking Bronco and he could still win. So that, that part of it is uh, is interesting. Now, there's two things to talk about there. We've got the new YZ450 that, by all accounts, is just this incredible machine, and I don't think that's a PR stunt, folks. I've talked to people that have ridden it. I've watched it in action over in Italy with uh, 
Justin Brayton and, uh, and Josh Grant. The thing is an incredible motorcycle, and everybody says that. And we've also got the other side, the flip side of that, is that for the second year in a row, Chad Reed is changing bikes. Now, I personally thought Chad Reed looked as good, better than he's ever looked in his entire career on that Suzuki. The thing yeah. just suited him. Now, was that Chad Reed, or was that the bike, or a combination of, of Roger DeCosta and his program? I mean, that's a hard question to answer, and that's an eternal bench racing question. The, uh, I did a, a podcast with Chad Reed that should be up on Transworld. Uh, Transworld, I got a new home, by the way. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, should be up on Transworld very shortly. And I, in speaking to him, I brought up that same question. You guys can hear the show maybe hopefully tomorrow. Uh, and he compared the Cowie and the Suzuki as being very similar. Now, Suzuki's always been a traditional quick handler, uh, light, flicky. Cowie, maybe a bigger bike, stretchy, stretched out a little bit. That's my impression anyways, uh, but he says not. He said that he loves the, the uh, KYB suspension. If there was some place that he struggled on his Suzuki, it was with the Showa. He loves the KYB. I mean, this is all podcast preseason talk, but anyways, loves the Cowie. Feels right at home for the Cowie. I brought up the fact that in Australia he wasn't looking as dominant as he had in the past, and he said, yeah, I was a bit on a holiday actually at the beginning of the series, and uh, you know, I decided to turn it on. Let's not forget, he he probably was literally. I mean, it's his series. Yeah. With all due respect to, to Marmot and and Reardon and the boys down there, he he wasn't fully on his A game because he didn't really need to be. And as a result, those guys were nipping at his heels. So I think a lot of people are smelling blood in the water because he was so close to those guys down there. But you know, let's let's not kid ourselves here. The rider is what makes it in this sport. It's not the bike. All those bikes at this level are very competitive, Steve, as you know. Yeah. And these guys, once they get comfortable on a certain bike, they might have preferences, but those guys, James or Chad, Ricky, they've all proven it. They've all they've ridden all four brands. So basically, they can do it on any brand. It's just a matter of the, the time and preparation that goes in from the rider standpoint, the training, mm -hmm. their, their desire, their comfort level, where they're at at that point in their career, and then – doing the work with the team getting the getting the bike comfortable getting them comfortable on the bike and then it's on so we'll see if chad can pull the same rabbit out of his hat that he did last year when a lot of people including myself admittedly had sort of written him off i didn't think he was going to get beat by anybody else but i just didn't think he'd be that close to james yeah yeah and uh and so you don't see anybody breaking in there well outside of a that, a reed crash or a, or a stewie crash that's the next subject uh, obviously i mean i think anybody that doesn't believe that villapoto and dungy and or possibly dungy might not have something for those two. Both of those guys are on track, arc-wise, to to do, let's say, what Carmichael did. I don't know yeah. if that's, that's too much of a stretch to say that they're going to be like a Carmichael, but you take Villapoto's three championships outdoors and the domination that he had in the lights class, and then the learning curve that RC had when he got in the premier class. It's almost a parallel. A lot of people compare him to Ricky for obvious reasons, not the stature and the redhead being, being one of them, the Cowie thing, but I'm telling you, Ryan Villapoto winning two races last year, two of the last three, it's like – and I, we know that there was a championship on the line, and we know that maybe with all due respect to Ryan Villapoto that, that uh, James and Chad weren't all there, certainly in Seattle and Salt Lake and Vegas. But uh, All it I, takes, I, though, is cracking the door to get that confidence. Just like RC did yeah. to, to McGrath, exactly. Right. So if, if Dungey – and the most overused phrase in the sport is that he's a better big bike rider – but I believe Dungey is a better big bike rider, and Dungey <laughs> is that guy. Thought it was, thought it was overused. It, it's slightly overused. <laughs> I just made it more overused. But I, I believe Dungey, those are the two that you're going to see. If somebody can do it, those are the two that are going to jump up there and, in my opinion, give Reed a handful. I don't believe either one of them is going to challenge James. That's my opinion. Uh, really, huh? See, I, I mean, I got Dungey struggling a bit. 
uh, just first year 450, the adaption to it. I, I like Josh Grant. I love Josh Grant. I think that uh, he's got to just have more and more confidence. Which I called, by the way, last year, I think on your podcast, and you called me crazy for it. If I yeah. remember, we'll have to go look. I said Josh Grant. I didn't say he was going to win Anaheim. But I said he was. I remember the question. You said, "Really, you got him ahead of ahead of Ferry and Short?" And I said, "I do actually." Yeah. And and Josh Grant. The only is guy certainly... I had. The only guy I had ahead of Ferry was Jesus. That's the only <laughs> guy I had ahead of him. But uh, uh, no, he's incredible. And I I see. I mean, if I, if it was, if I'm gonna looking at it from an outsider's point of view, I see honestly, I see Andrew Short beating Ryan Dungey because you can never count Shorty out. Everybody does. You're his buddy. I'm his buddy. But you're more his buddy. Uh, I'm not counting him out, by the uh, way. You know, people count Shorty out. Yep. People count. Uh, people are going to count Josh Grant. Maybe, maybe not count him out, but we're going to forget about him. And I think Villapoto now will be that third guy there. I see three of those. Those three guys beating Dungey, along with the two we talked about, and that now puts Dungey into sixth. Well, here, that's what I was just going to say. Here's what's great about our sport. Those are six guys that you know, can go that speed. And, and basically it's going to depend on the start consistency, the bike, not breaking, uh, you know, lappers, everything that's thrown in the mix. That's what makes supercross so beautiful. For those of you who know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are five or six key elements that go into not only winning races, but winning championships, avoiding carnage, getting the starts, not landing on lap riders. These are six guys. And you know what? There's only three spots on the podium and there's only one at the top. And these are six guys that all think they should win. And oh, by the way, behind them, you've got Millsaps, Hill, Wyndham, Tedesco. I mean, Lawrence and Langston are going to be there. I mean, you've got guys that can win races and there's only, like I said, three spots on the podium. Give me your placing for Davey Millsaps at the end of the Supercross Series, staying at, healthy and all that. At the end of the Supercross Series, staying healthy, Davey Millsaps. Isn't this supposed to be in our rapid-fire questions? Oh, um, uh, yeah, I think it was. Okay, yeah, scratch that. Right. Never mind. That's Who's right. going to do – where do you see Millsaps fitting in? Just in that in that game. I mean, I wrote a, a story this week on my website, uh, Pulp MX, about, uh, about Davey Millsaps, and uh, my point of view is that he's in a contract year. He's enormously talented. Um he might be reconnecting with his family a little bit. I look for big things from Davey in this year. I mean, he could, just because he, he's beaten Reed straight up. Now, Reed's been proven to raise his game up when Stewart's there. I really believe that. But at the Absolutely. same time, at the same time, I see Davey, I see Davey right in that mix. I agree. He, he becomes a seventh, and that doesn't mean, Davey, that I think you're a seventh-place guy. It means what Steve said. It is a contract year. You've got a lot of things sorted out in your personal life. The Honda is admittedly better from, from you and Andrew. And, uh, I mean, he could be a first-place guy if he tries. I mean, this is the Davey Millsaps that we've been waiting to see. So, with that disclaimer, to answer your question, if Davey does A, B, and C, he's absolutely in the mix every week. Yeah. I, I personally am, am putting him uh, as, as a fifth-place guy consistently. Mm -hmm. But uh, Davey is certainly capable of getting in there. And being that X factor that all of a sudden, whoa, here's Davey Millsaps. He's a guy that just ran down James Stewart. Yeah. So well, it, I don't know about that. Now you're getting a little crazy. <laughs> Now you're getting a little crazy. Hey, that's what that's what he I don't, was, he, that's what his pedigree is. Nobody runs down James Stewart, I don't think. Hey, Chad did last year, right? Anaheim too, wasn't it? He, yes, but we all know that James was barely able to ride his bike. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could call me a massive ball licker of James Stewart. I just the guy's phenomenal, and I just don't. He's going to beat himself, and it's hard to run him down. But Fair that's enough. okay. That, you can, no, you, no, no. That's my assessment as well. Uh, yep. Where do you? So basically, third place podium: Villapoto, Grant. Millsaps, Hill, Dungy. I think Hill will be in there. I think K-Dub will be in there. K-Dub, I think he's going to have a rough year. Now, but here's you can't the count sad him out. part. Exactly. K-Dub, 
thinks he's going to be in that mix, and uh, I'm sure rightfully so. Obviously, the guy has won races. He's gone for the championship as recently as 08. So, you know, the, again, there's too many guys. How about this guy named Ivan Tedesco, number nine, now writing on a, a privateer team? He is going to be, I guarantee, it's that's all in his court too now. Uh-huh. The, talk about the bike. We could go on and on about equipment. Ivan, can he become the Larry Ward on the No Lean Yamaha where he's on a privateer bike and all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's running second place to Jeremy McGrath? Is Ivan going to be that Ivan or is he going to be the Ivan that rides off into the sunset on the privateer team wishing he was still on factory Honda? Yeah, I don't know. That's I a mean, good that, point. That, there's so many guys that can, you could fit up front. It's going to be interesting. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, in, the, in the in the realm of wild cards, complete wild cards, where does Langston and J-Law fit in? Man, I Besides you, being... Thoroughly entertaining every week. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I, I uh, honestly have no idea. My, my gut tells me, with all due respect to to Grant, who I'm good buddies with, and and Jason, I think both of them are going to struggle for various reasons. They're both coming off the bench essentially. They're both on a privateer team, and it's going to be new new environment for Grant. And uh, just to get back into the thick of things, I think both of them are going to struggle, especially with this stacked field that's out there. And I don't think. I, I don't think either one of them would tell you right now that they're racing for the podium. I could be mistaken, but uh, that's my assessment. And I can tell you the guy that everybody is just glossing over right now. Justin <laughs> Brayton. That's oh, right. God. That's Ima- right. Imagine I mean, that. I'm sure there's there's people out there listening right now screaming at the microphone, screaming at the computer screen. What about JB? What about JB? Yeah. Trust me. I'm going on record right now saying JB is the Josh Grant of 2010. That's my assessment. I'm okay. not saying he's going to win a race, but right, I'm right. saying he could put himself in a position to win a race and be on the podium. He's that good, folks. Trust me. Again, better big bike rider. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like JB. He bought me he bought me a uh, a sandwich in Bercy. Bought me a whole lunch, and, and that's a quick way to get to me to be your number one fan. But <laughs> I mean, right. what a what a good dude he is, uh, Justin Brayton. Uh, great guy, and uh, on fire in the off season. And you're right, we didn't even talk about him. I don't know where he fits in. I think he fits in somewhere in that five to ten range every week, yeah. um, which is fine. You know, yeah, that's uh, a big, big step for a guy like that. If he if he does, that's possibly where he belongs. I mean, again, only we've got too many guys. You can't cram them all up front. Right, right. So somebody's going to be running seventh, and they're going to be bummed. But in in theory, that's a solid seventh place. Okay. What we're going to do now is we're going to open up the phone lines uh, right now uh, here at the show to. Uh, Take calls for Larry Brooks, who's going to be shortly on the show. Uh, what you want to do is it's 702-586-7857, and that is 702-586-7857, which is pulp. Uh, I repeat the number a couple times because growing up, I always heard the, the DJs repeat the number a couple times. That's a way to do it. And, and with the click of a button, our phone lines are open. Yeah, the phone People lines. were calling in earlier, and we weren't even on. Yeah, yeah, the phone lines are open if you want to talk to Larry Brooks or even if you want to talk to uh, Paul and I. And uh, and just just you know see what see what's going on. We got two lines lit up already. And uh, basically, uh, yeah. So we're gonna uh, get Larry Larry on the line here in a little bit and take some calls for him and uh, and we'll see what goes on. But the 450 class, you know, I, I'm a fan of, of of Jason Lawrence and his riding, no doubt about it. I'm just uh, I, I, he, he says he's gonna do Anaheim one, and I man, that is gnarly. Um, you know. Can he can he do anything at Anaheim one? Hey, you can he what? make the main? I, I think I'll make the main, yeah. but I think it'll be a struggle to make the main with the talent that's out there. And I think, to be honest, if anybody can, it's Jason Lawrence. What, that's one thing we know he has is yeah. raw talent. Right, so right. he could jump right back in. Which, let's be honest, we don't know where he fits yeah. because he's not a full time four fifty guy. But he could jump back right to his normal speed, uh, coming right off the bench. He seems uh, seems focused. So, right, right. Yeah, I, no, uh, I don't know what. Yeah, 
I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, it's going to be tough. He's picking a, a tough year to do it. That's for sure. But there, you know, there. I would put Jason. Uh, I would put him when he's on his game in the top five or six talented riders out there for, for real. Sure. I mean, he is just phenomenal to watch on a bike. And for sure, folks, we're not we're not slamming on Jason here. I mean, the field of the riders we just talked about: Stewart, Reed, Villapoto, Dungey, Grant, Short, Millsaps, Hill, Brayton, Wyndham, Tedesco, Byrne will be there on a privateer. Kawasaki, I believe. Tommy Hahn, you know, Langston, Stroop is going to be there on a 450. And then you get start getting into the the, the top privateer guys, Bloss and Bonnie on the Hart and Huntington team. Nick Way, Heath Voss, Dan Reardon. I mean, it is going to be tough just to make the main event. Absolutely. No, it's going to be it's going to be uh it's going to be insane. And uh you know, we didn't even talk about Michael Byrne. And uh and that's that's yeah, that's uh that's kind of gnarly. Um let's uh, try to get to our first guest here. Yeah, the the um, keyboard is lit up there. Right. Um the switchboard. Larry Larry Brooks? That's me. What's going on? How are you, bud? Uh, just laying in a hammock, drinking a margarita, <laughs> hanging out, waiting for the race to come. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that I don't believe. There's no doubt there's no doubt about that. Larry, thank you for being the first guest on the uh motorworldracing.com moto show. Uh where does this rank? I'm thinking this ranks maybe Ahead of the AMA Rookie of the Year, but behind Ultra Cross title? <laughs> wow, wow. No, you know, I, I don't think quite that high, but, you know, none of those awards were really that great. But, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just uh, thought it'd be cool to be the first guest on the show and, and you know, a new show and, and yeah. with you. And, you know, I always have a good time you know, doing podcasts with you. So I figured a, a show, you know, the only thing that scares me are the viewers that might be, you know, uh, the people listening might yeah. be calling in. So I'm a little bit uh, reluctant, but yeah, it should be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're going to try to monitor it for you and we don't want to scare you too much at LB. And thank you for reaching out for me to, to, to come on the show. I think it's rad. You know, what's funny though, is I still think of you as a, the racer, but I wonder how many fans still, wor- still wor- realize that you race at a high level for so long. I mean, now you're just this, this manager, right? <laughs> it seems that way. You know, a lot of the racers don't even remember me. And you, if you go down, obviously, in the, into the amateur ranks and the younger riders, they have no clue who Larry Brooks is. They might <laughs> have heard of me as a team manager, but no way that they remember me as a racer unless they saw it on youtube with me tumbling down the coliseum or something yeah that's yeah. a good point and i'm uh, i'm here with paul Lindsay, uh who you know former team owner of motor world yamaha Paul, what's happening how are you uh, good larry thanks for calling in buddy and yeah, no worries uh so where where are we at larry we're uh, t-minus uh six days where where are we at definitely not sipping margaritas yeah no 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 i actually i just got back in the shop from uh going and picking up podium hats for <laughs> the weekend so I just had to shoot down halfway to San Diego and grab them and then drive back. So just getting bikes ready, and the guys broke their race bikes in today, and, you know, everything seemed to go really good. Just did a little bit of uh, tweaking on suspension, and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, things went good. I I was, you know, you're always a little bit nervous, you know, when the guys get on their race bike for the first time because you did all this testing on practice bikes or test bikes, and, and then they get on the the big cool race bikes and you know it could be the biggest pile of crap ever but Mm -hmm. you know today went really good it went really smooth they both enjoyed their bike and i think they got some uh power under the hood and everything seemed to be okay yeah that being said larry you have to be one of the teams that is probably you're never prepared for anaheim no team is especially you guys do have a new bike and you do have a new rider on the team this year but you you probably have to be one of the teams that's 
the most prepared just based on the fact that you didn't do outdoors. And I know James did some stuff overseas in the off season, but uh, talk about that. Talk about even though we, we gained a week this year, we talked about that earlier on the show, how they bumped it back to the ninth instead of the third. Every year it gets closer to New Year's, so that helped you guys with the holidays. But also just being an outdoor-only team, uh, other than the new bike, you guys had to be ready to roll here. Yeah, well, you know, it, yes and no, Paul. I mean, we had the new bike. That was a, a, a big change in the program but you know having a new bike like that there was only one or two in the united states at the time and uh you know we tried to get a head start on it and we headed down to florida and we did a uh, some testing at james's house and uh you know um you know tried to get you know the new components on the bike the new uh, uh kyb forks and the shock and they're they're completely different units next year so um everything that you had doesn't work so you know, having the new equipment, having the new bike and everything, you know, we could only do small steps at a time as in changing the motorcycle. So it almost held us back a little bit, actually not having those parts or the right kind of parts. It, at the time, it was almost better to ride an 09 because we could, James could ride a full-blown bike and not have this piece together motorcycle. But, you know, those times kind of you know, uh, I guess the time came for all the new equipment to come, the OW parts and the uh, OEM parts and everything like that. And, you know, we uh, we started uh, making some big strides on the motorcycle. And, and I think, uh, you know, we were a little bit of ahead of the game because everyone was still racing outdoors while we were still, you know, in the Supercross mode, which I guess we're always in the Supercross mode because we never get out of it. But... Um, you know, with everyone still racing the outdoors and us still focusing on Supercross, that, you know, that put us maybe a couple steps ahead, but I think maybe almost even because of all the new equipment and all the new bits that we had or didn't have at the time. Speaking of uh, Supercross only, Larry, is it true that you absolutely hate the outdoors? That's that, not That's true. what I heard. I, don't know. I, I grew up in the outdoors. <laughs> you know, I hear all these things that I hate the outdoors, that I'm trying to put the outdoors out of business and and all this crazy stuff. I love the outdoors. That's where I came from was outdoors. I That's all I know is, you know, the Supercross thing was foreign to me when I came into racing and obviously was an amateur and right. had to learn how to ride Supercross and all that. And, uh, um, you know, my, my forte was outdoors even, you know, when I was racing all my years. But, you know, and just... Let's, uh, let's not forget, you were at Glen Helen last year. I think you might have been at Hangtown even. So it's not like... You were there, you know. Uh, I, I love outdoor. I mean, I was cheering, you know, during that uh, 250F race. I mean, it was an awesome race. I, and happen I, was to be standing right, I happen to be standing right by, if you remember, with D.C. there, Larry. That was oh, that's right. Race, yep. That's right. And I was screaming. I mean, I thought it was the best race ever, you I know. I can attest and, to that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was really pumped. And, you know, and like I said, you know, everyone kind of gives me a bad rap of not liking the outdoors, <laughs> but that's not true. It, I know. It's not true and at all. two sayings come to mind. For one, you can't please everybody. Buddy, and for two, hey, business is business. That's I think right. uh, I think Paul, as a former team owner, would probably uh, also say that. Uh, I mean, you know, the outdoors is just a lot of work. It's gnarly, and uh, you know, if your sponsors are giving you money for Supercross, and that's all you can get, or that's all you have, then that's all you do. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. The outdoors are coming along, are coming back. They're coming back along uh, a long way from where they were with the TV packages and stuff. And I mean, do you ever see a day where you'll be back? Um, Who knows? You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really hard to say. Right now, everything, you know, well, let me say this. Our, all our contracts are up at the end of the year um, with all our sponsors, with, with all our riders, with everything. So, 
you know, you never can tell what's going to happen at the end of the year and, right. and you know, what the manufacturers will want us to do or what our sponsors will want us to do. But up to this point, they've been really happy with the Supercross-only thing. They've got a, a lot of exposure from doing Supercross-only. I know that, you know, uh, you know James's personal sponsors and, and uh, all, you know, everyone else that's been involved with the team, they've kind of said the same thing, that, you know, they've, they've done a good job, a lot better than what they thought it was going to be just doing Supercross-only as far as their exposure level. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. You know, we kind of go out of sight there for a while, you know, during the outdoors. But, you know, with James doing his ride days and, and, and other little hits that we get with the media, I think we try to keep our faces in the magazines and on the television, and it seems to be working. Well, let's, you know, the thing you said earlier that you were down picking up podium hats, that should pretty much describe it for people. It's still a year-round job, even for Supercross. There's testing, there's overseas races, there's the X Games, there's the U.S. Open, and the fact that Larry Brooks is driving to San Diego to pick up podium hats five days before, four days before Anaheim should pretty much describe to people the amount of effort that goes into racing for just Supercross. Oh, for sure. The, I mean, the workload is huge, you know, and there's no way that you can just – you know, not really push it off on somebody else. You've got to do that yourself. You yeah. you can't not just, you know, say, okay, it's somebody else's job to go pick those hats up. Those guys <laughs> are in the back working on their bikes, and they're busting tail. The, the drivers, you know, do loading the truck and, you know, doing all the things that he does. And, and you know, I'm the free man, you know. Right. I look like I'm not doing anything because I'm punching on my computer up here <laughs> and, and, and talking on my phone, so I look like I'm slacking. So I better get the hell in my truck and pin it. All right. Uh, you ready to take some calls? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, we can talk about how you passed over Ferry to hire Hill. We can talk all about that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you want to talk about it, but <laughs> I will I will talk about it. <laughs> hey, Larry, you and I talked about that, and I, I personally back your decision. You and I talked in private about Screw that. Screw you, Paul. You, <laughs> it wasn't just Ferry. There was a lot of good riders that were available from Tedesco to Byrne to, to Ferry and, and even some of the younger up-and-comers. Talk If you want to, talk about why Josh Hill and, and, uh, and what it meant to you and the team. Um, well, you know, I talked to Josh for a long time. Actually, there were a few people that I spoke to about that, uh, the job for 2010. And, uh, you know, the more that I talked to, uh, to Josh, I just felt like he was a good fit for the team. I mean, my, my thing is he's a young kid, you know, he was, uh, he, he's really young. He was 19 at the time. He just turned 20. So, you know, he, he, he was very young and, and, you know, he was kind of, in my opinion, he still hadn't even come into his own yet. And, uh, you know, he, you could work with somebody like that in, 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 from my side. You know, I really like that I could work with a rider and be able to, you know, give him some information and him be able to use it on the track. And, you know, uh, I, I like to be really involved with the riders. Like it's you do. Track. You do. Um, I can attest to that. As yeah, a, you know. You've been with me many days out there, Steve, and, yeah. and having Red Dog Hammer laps out and do starts and all that stuff. Well, I went through all that with Josh Hill. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was pumped. I mean, he was, he was so excited that somebody was going to work with him and help him and, and give him some information. And for yeah. me, I was just thriving on that. <laughs> I thought that was so cool, you know, that, you know, it almost like it, it, we were feeding off one another. And, you know, we just spent so many days out, out, out here, you know, working with him and trying to get him going. And then it started raining in California. And, 
we sent him off to James's, and James and Alden beat him down out there. So, right. you know, uh, they put him in part of the program and, and, and just started, you know, working with him over there. And, you know, he went from over here with me beating on him to in Florida with everyone else over there beating on him. So well, I the think upside, uh, the upside for him is undeniable. As a guy that's already won a race, uh, the, the sky's the limit with him. No, absolutely. No, he's a good kid. You know, he, he wants to learn. He wants to be good. He, you know, and, and the little things that I know from racing, you know, with, with whatever, you know, I just try to feed it to him a little bit. You know, you can't, you can't dump everything on somebody at, the, at one time. You got to kind of feed it to him slowly or else, you know, they kind of choke <laughs> on it. So, and, um, uh, I was funny cause I was telling Hill early on when he signed, I said, uh, Larry's going to scare you at some point. And he's like looking at me and I'm like, he's just, he's intense, dude. He's going to get you to practice starts one day and he's going to get mad at you. And like all, like he's racing and trust me, he's going to scare you. And he'll thought that was pretty funny. And then at Bercy, he was like, dude, he can be scary. Larry sometimes. (laughs) Somewhere I read that, that he was calling me scary. Oh, it was a pod show or something. Yeah. He was calling me Scary Larry, and I was like, whoa, you know? That was the first time I've ever been called Scary Larry by well, one I, of my riders. I just think it's just how much you're into it. He's not used to that. I have no doubt the other teams he's been on, he's never had a guy one-on-one and as, as into it as you. I know what you're like, so I guarantee you that's all it meant. You know what I mean? It was nothing, nothing gnarly. Right, right. No, I mean, honestly, he comes down to the shop. He sits across from my desk. He just hangs out and... You know, uh, we had to go to the doctor the other day. I took him to the doctor. I showed up down there. I was, like, hanging with him, you know, making sure everything mm-hmm. went the way that I wanted it to go. And, you know, and he was being taken care of. And, you know, uh, Dr. Toy hooked him up and did everything that, that you know, that he, that should have been done. And, I mean, it, it, like you said, he's never been looked after in that way that, yeah. by the other people he worked with. And, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it was it was a different type of atmosphere. And here it's like really close net we don't have a lot of people you know it's a it's a it's a private effort you know right. and that's what you get from a private effort all right let's take a call let's take some calls whoa yeah the, the board is just lit up yeah. thanks for your patience everybody i know everybody's trying to call in at once but uh we're trying to get to everybody here moto show who's this it's, uh rob Smoyer. what's up rob how are you i'm doing pretty good you got a question for larry I got a question for Larry. First of all, I want to say Steve's the man because uh, you know you tell it like it is, and it's not uh, sugar coated and all smoke and mirrors. So no, nobody knows. Everyone knows what's going on, and you tell the stories. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. Got one of your Canadian buddies calling in right off the bat. Come no, on, I don't Steve. know this dude. I'm kidding. So, hey, I'm going to Northern Minnesota, not not Canada. All right. Uh, I, I just want to know. I got I got to ask Larry what. What's the big difference, biggest difference between all the guys he's worked with? I know he's working with McGrath, Alessi, Chad, James. I want to know who's just who's the straight up gnarliest guy out of all those guys. I mean, is James just that much more gnarly, or does he have that much more raw talent, or was James kind of slacking when it came to working out? Or I mean, because I see I was I always see Chad whining about suspension or this or that, and it's like I see Stewart crash at Daytona, have a bent bars, bent you know bent forks or whatever, and he still goes from last to second. All right, great question. Can you hear that, Larry? No, I had a lot of feedback. I can't hear it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, we tested these these uh, lines before the show, and uh, clearly the testing didn't work. Basically, his question was, how does James compare to uh, some of the other riders that you've worked with, just as far as work ethic and, and testing the bike and whatnot? Um, James is really good, you know, and as far well, let's start off first. I mean, as a person, I mean, James Stewart as a person is a really good guy, and 
you know, um, I had heard stories about James Stewart before I started working with him and, and, and it, you know, all these different things of how difficult he was and, 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 you know, egotistical and all these different things. And, you know, I started working with the guy, and actually the first time I met him, he was nothing like the people had kind of built him up to be. And, you know, the more that I got to know him, the more personable and, and, and kind of down-home kid that he was, you know, funny and kind of fun to be around and for not just only me but for the whole team and, you know, it was a. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with the kid, and you know, and he just he's he's a joy to be around, and you know, he makes things funny and fun, and I I I can't talk enough good about James Stewart, you know, because uh, he's been nothing but really kind and really good to me, my team, my my family, and and my partner. Everybody has been, you know, just had a really good time around him. As far as working with James Stewart, I've seen very few people with the same work ethic and as much into motorcycle racing as James Stewart. I mean, the amount of videos that he watches from YouTube to to things that he gets and, you know, from different people, DVDs and things like that, that, I mean, I, I, I'm the only freak that, that watches that much video of motorcycles and, and tries to figure things out. And, you know, this guy, he's he's that into it that he really wants to learn and, and, you know, dissect everything and different riders and how their motorcycles work and how his motorcycle, he, it's crazy. But, you know, he's, he's definitely an easygoing guy that, that easily we get all get along with. And, you know, he's a good match for the team. That's for sure. I mean, nice. I, I think that's I'm, obvious. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Larry, let's, uh, you, you couldn't hear that question at all? No, nothing. Uh, let me call you right back on your line and we'll, we'll hook it up a little better here. Big 10-4. Bye. All right, bye. Good. All right, sorry about that. A little technical difficulties in the first show. What you're hearing now is Steve dialing Larry Brooks' number. Hopefully nobody has one of those code encryption things. Now we just gave out Larry Brooks' cell phone on the, on the radio. Hello. Hey, Larry. Hi. We're back. All right. All right. Uh, Moto Show, what's going on? What's your name? Hi, this is Grendel. Grendel. This Grendel, isn't this no. isn't Grendel Grendel. Yes, Grendel this Grendel. Can't be Grendel. From the motor yeah. boards. All right. Well, hey, All Grendel, right. you're uh, you're on the air. You're talking to Larry Brooks. Uh, what do you? Oh, got? fantastic. Larry, can you hear him all right? I, I hear him great. You guys are the one that had the feedback now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh great. All right, Grendel. Uh, what's your question for Larry Brooks? Hey, uh, Larry. Uh, at the end of the last Supercross season, James decided to no-show at the Vegas press conference, and uh, Chad made the most out of the full-court advantage there. And he said a lot of disparaging stuff about you. Uh, he basically blamed the whole Chisholm thing on you, not really on Kyle. Uh, and since the outdoor started and James sat it out, you really didn't get a good chance to respond to him. Uh, would you like to go on record and respond to him, or do you just want to let the wind speak for itself? No, I mean... Uh... We weren't at that meet only because we felt that uh, there was an article that came out. No, I'll, I'll, straight up, I'll just come out and say, you know, what, how it all worked out. That, you know, before the uh, after the Salt Lake City race, after what happened, and everyone was thinking Kyle, you know, did whatever he did, and how, you know, it was team tactics, and Larry Brooks put them all up to it. There was a USA Today uh, newspaper. Uh, article that they put out, and it was super one-sided. You know, the I guess uh, they had told you know the the interviewer had told 
all the parties involved kind of what the article was going to be about, except for James Stewart. So they did this big article, and everybody was badgering James and, and Team L&M and, and Kyle Chisholm, and James got on there and was going, yeah, it was a great race, and, you know, my competitors were really pinning it, and it was, it was super good, you know. And, and so all of a sudden, you know, he, James looks like this ding-dong, you know, and, and Team <laughs> L&M has just gotten a black eye uh, about all this. So, you know, we had confronted the, uh, the promoters and said, hey, we feel this was a little bit one-sided, and, you know, obviously they brushed it off and didn't feel like it was a big deal in that USA Today article had just come out, so we felt because this was the last race that, you know, a lot was on the line to protect James Stewart and not have, you know, people, you know, in the, in the press badgering him and really tearing him apart at that press conference. We felt it was better to just uh, stay away from it and not go. So what we did was we put together a press release, released it to Feld, and said, hey, we're not coming because of these reasons, and they didn't read it or they didn't want to read it or or respond to it in their press meeting, and they just said that we didn't attend attend the uh, press meeting, and they didn't know where we were or why we didn't appear or anything like that. So we pretty much got thrown under the bus, and that's not the case, and... You know, that's the whole story. You know, as far as Chad Reed going on there and saying that Larry Brooks did it and, you know, it's it's all his fault, you know, everyone has their opinions. Chad Reed has his opinion about different things. And, you know, I mean, if you watch the, the, the whole thing and how it all happened, I mean, Kyle jumped off that plateau, clipped the top of that that three-footer, and then just drove him into the corner. I mean, if he would have gone straight, he would have cleaned Chad out, but he did everything he could to stop and turn, and, I mean, he tipped over. I mean, he hit him as about as soft as you can hit him for what was going down, and, you know, it just it was a bad deal. You know, it, it, it put everyone kind of, you know, back on their heels and got everyone uneasy, and, you know, everyone has their opinion, like I said, and, and Chad is one to voice it, and, you know, he can do what he wants, but... You know, well, if, it, the, if the chat room is any indication, it's still a very hot topic, Larry, and we certainly appreciate you sharing your side of it, Grendel. Thanks for the great question, and the, the, the chat room is just blazing with people's opinions, and I won't repeat some of them, but uh, again, one of these topics that uh, might never uh, satisfy everybody with, but thanks for the answer on that one, Larry, and thanks for the question, Grendel. We'll go to another caller. we got here. another caller. Hey, Moto Show, what's going on? Who's this? It's your bro. Hey, what's up? I know. Listen to your show, and I haven't got that yet, so I decided to call you and see what's going on. All right, man. We got Brooks on the line. What do you got to say to Larry Brooks? Larry Brooks, hey, you still got that? Uh, you're still riding your underwear. Or do you put pants on now when you go riding. <laughs> uh, you must have been at that Supercross. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I usually ride in my gear. I was a pretty young kid. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought it'd be a. Uh, I thought it would help me win the jump contest when uh, I did it. My boots and yes. helmet and underwear at the time, but I didn't even win. The whole oh. crowd was in awe because they couldn't even believe I was doing it at the time. It was I, a little I, I bit of that a. One, Larry. Yeah, I will never forget it. My brother and I. I was fifteen, fourteen, <laughs> and Larry had the open face with the glasses. 
boots and underwear, and he hey, did the radical jump. Of everybody, course, he lo- everybody listening in Colorado, you can back off me now. I've gotten so much crap. I did it without a jersey. Larry did it fully naked. Everybody in Colorado shut well, the Well, he had his underwear on. I, but. Well, I mean, not fully naked right. to the underwear. I just took my jersey off and threw it to the crowd and did it bare-chested, and I get crap about it to this day. Andrew Short will bring it up. But yeah. There you go, Larry. You've one-upped me on the jump contest. All right. Thanks for the question, my brother. Uh, thanks for Larry. Really appreciates that, I think. Uh, let's, let's see what else we got. Hey, hey. Mo- Moto Show, what's going on? Hey, this is um, calling to talk in. Talk to you guys? Yeah, what's, what's happening? you got Larry Brooks on the line. I do. Nice. Um, yeah, Larry, I have, I have a couple questions for you. You kind of answered the one. Um, you did say most people don't know who you are, but um, I grew up at Indian Dunes, and my dad ran the park. And um, your dad actually used to hook me up with a lot of parts for my bike, so I appreciate that, and I definitely know who you are. Um, I, I wanted to ask one thing. Um, I wanted to ask what you thought of Villapoto and Reed teaming up, and if there was anything you guys were doing to combat that. Um, Hill looks good, so... Um, yeah. I'm assuming um, you guys are coming at it full speed. You know, um, no, I mean, we're not really doing anything other than, you know, what we do to prepare and, and how the riders prepare for the uh, the series to come up. But, you know, there's nothing as far as a team, you know, that we're going at it. Uh, you know, with with two riders at that level on the same team, they're going to have their own trouble. You know, it's going to be uh, tough enough for them to uh, – to deal with that, those two type of riders, and you know the uh, the type of people that that come around them and stuff like that. It, it's tough to have that type of level of rider and and type of athlete on your team. And both those guys are really good riders, so it's yeah. going to be tough on the team to to keep everyone happy. But you know, for us, we're just going to go into it, you know, and try to do our best and. You know, hopefully we've got uh, obviously James Stewart, which we feel is is going to be a, a true competitor of the championship, and and then we've got Josh Hill, which uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised at the speed Josh is going right now and how he comes out at uh, Anaheim one. But you know, I guess to answer your question, no, we're just going to go about <laughs> it like we do every year. What? Uh, how is how is Hill looking at the test track? I mean, you can't tell me. Don't tell me, Larry. He's the same speed as James Stewart. Like just. We'll back off the hype on that. But uh, how is Hill looking, for real? <laughs> no, he looks good. I mean, he's riding good. He's riding solid. He's he's doing all the the things he needs to do. His corner speed looks really good. You know, there's all these things that you look at to uh, to kind of figure out where this guy's going to be as far as position on the track. And, you know, you, you can never tell uh, by the test track just because some guys are really good, you know, practicers and some guys are really good racers but Mm -hmm. you know his speed at the test track looks really good you know i'm I'm never i'm never one to really say what place he's going to get until that first race is over but you know he looks really good right now let me tell you that what uh he's got 20 in him all day long he's good definitely definitely he'll qualify for the night program (laughs) (laughs) wow way to go out on limb ld uh Hey, let's uh, let's give a, a call to somebody that uh, wanted to talk to you tonight. Uh, a special guest, let's call it. All right. Sure. All right. Hold on. Wow, you're even calling them. Oh That's yeah, right. yeah. No, we don't fool around here. Yeah, we're pumped to have this guy on with you, Larry. So, Hello. is this Davey Coombs? The, the one and only Davy Coombs in the flesh. Is this you? Yes. 
Is this uh, Steve Mathis? It's Mathis and Lindsay with Larry Brooks on the phone. I believe you had something to uh, to ask Larry, and it doesn't involve. Are you coming to Glen Helen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I was reminiscing earlier with you about the time I I torpedoed Larry at the uh, nineteen eighty five. Atlanta Supercross in our 125 heat race, and uh, that was <laughs> the highlight of my Supercross career. Did you, you, you really took Probably, a- I'll bet you a lot of people don't know that Davey Coombs raced Supercross and raced it at a high level. Davey Coombs, who's that guy? Yeah. Davey, were you on a KTM then? What would you have I, been? I, I must not be very important. I had to follow the guy from Beowulf and Larry Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. Uh, uh, um, but anyways, uh, Larry, do you uh, remember getting taken out by a young co- kid named Davey Coombs? No. no. I, I, I've been taken out by so many people that, you know, it, it just turns into a blur after a while. <laughs> hey, Larry's right, though. Davey was fast. Davey was top 10 East 125 guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Davey was. I mean, I remember Davey Coombs. I just don't remember getting laid out by him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a laid out. It was more like I was finally going to qualify for a Supercross. And I was so nervous that I was dropping like an anchor. And I think with one lap to go, Larry, who I think must have crashed off the start, came through and was way up. So I just drilled him because I figured that was ninth, ninth or eighth place or whatever it was. And uh, right. I didn't make it. So that was that was it. After that, I decided to go to college. Yeah, <laughs> and and so it's like paid college, off for you. College or ultra cross. Yeah, yeah. Your holder cross. You Good could, choice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you don't have the title that let, that uh, LB does have, but you know, at the same time, you own a magazine. So, I don't know. I don't know what's better. I I think that Larry's. Uh, I think I would trade Larry's last ten years for my ten years. That's for sure. I think that uh, Larry's one of those guys. Like, uh, and I'm not blowing smoke up your buckies right there, Larry. But uh, like Eric Kehoe or like Mike Fisher or even Sylvan Gabor's they they had a, a much better second act, and they had a pretty darn good first act in motocross. Well yeah. said. Well said. Yeah, I've been fortunate for sure. I mean, it. You know, I I was never that guy. You know, as far as a racer, I I, I did halfway decent job on the track, but you know, as far as is doing this job and being a team manager, I've been very fortunate, and you know, had some things fall my way and chase some things at the right time. So I appreciate that, Davey. Well, Larry, once you get on the cover of MXA as an 80cc rider, it's all uphill. <laughs> I yeah, still have at the that. time, I, I, that was the pinnacle of my life. <laughs> hey, it would be the pinnacle of anybody's life. I must have 10 copies of that laying around because all I wanted to be was an R&D Suzuki rider at the time. So uh, That's right. I remember that was a, That's a big right. moment. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, Davey, how's everything looking for the uh, the Nationals? Uh, I guess you're not quite in full swing, but uh, a lot of work still going on. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been traveling around, checking some places out. We've got uh, I think there's a big announcement coming tomorrow that uh, a lot of people find interesting. And uh, like everybody else, I am focused on the Monster Energy AMA Supercross series. I honestly wish it started last weekend. I, I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm. I'm sure that Larry and the riders and the mechanics and everyone else probably can't wait to get this thing started. Well, since Davey, since let's we've got Larry Brooks on the line. We've got a four-way conference call going. Chad Reed used to ride for Larry. He's from Australia. It's technically tomorrow in Australia right now. Why don't you just share the news with us right now? There you go. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chad Reed's on the phone too. <laughs> no. Yeah, he he's, well, he's sitting right next to me right here. 
<laughs> but Larry, Larry, why don't you talk a little bit? Uh, you know, like we said, you went to Glen Helen. You might have been to Hangtown. I'm not sure. Talk about the outdoors a little bit as far as they've come. And uh, I mean, dude, whether or not you own the team that races them or not, you've been around for a million years and seen the outdoors uh, grow from you know nothing to where they are now. So, uh, did you were you happy with the changes made? No, I thought it was really good. You know, uh, it's really hard for me to comment as far as uh, from a team side, which I live on the team side because I didn't get to live it and and do what the teams did this uh, this past Glen Helen as far as the changes and not having Saturday uh, riding and everyone showing up and just getting the program done in one day, which is uh, our sorry on Saturday. Um, you know, I didn't get to do all those things, but, you know, I went to the race and kind of, you know, tried to absorb as much as I could from that side, from being in the pits. And, you know, I thought it was a really great promotion, you know, as far as uh, from the rider standpoint of, of how they can roll in and, and do their job on Saturday and be home on Sunday, get a day to themselves, and then back to their program and the teams the same way. And, I think it's going to make racing a lot better for the teams, for the spectators. I'm I'm just hoping the spectators enjoy it and understand it as much to have the races on Saturday because let me tell you, that was something that was huge and a long time coming. And, uh, Davey, I think it was really great that you were one to, that, that got it into play and, and made it happen this year. All right, so we're going to put you down for a yes vote, and then Rupert is still no. <laughs> I, I, I've been a yes since back in the day. So I, I know there's always some people because it's a change, you know, and a lot of people don't like change. I'm, I'm big on change, you know, if it's in a positive direction that I think it's always a good thing, you know, and a lot of people don't appreciate change or, you know, they're not open-minded enough to change. But, you know, I thought it was really good. I, I I appreciate that, Larry, and it was actually all of the promoters. It's funny the 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 last holdout was uh, was Redbud because uh, they have a pretty special thing going the way it is with their July Fourth weekend. But they they moved it this year, and they they had a great crowd, and they were really behind it. And uh, I think that uh, we'll be on Saturdays for some time to come. And and as for everything else, buddy, I've told you this before. You tell James we'll hold a place at the starting gate. You just let us know which one you want to come to. Uh, you you might be more surprised this year than you were last year, but ooh, ooh, that's a that's a big hint right there. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, hey, Davey, thank you for uh, coming on the show, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely no appreciate worries, it. It's I'm flying out flying out tomorrow, and I, I honestly uh, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, I'm flying out Wednesday, and uh, I look forward to uh, uh, seeing the event. And Paul and, and Steve, I, I wish you guys luck with the show. Uh, I, I listen to everything online I can, and. Uh, you know, I've been a regular on DMXS ever since they started, and I, I look forward to hearing you guys too. And, and LB, this is be number six this year, so good luck. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, you don't you don't count them before they're up on the wall, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, good luck, buddy. I'll see you thanks, on Saturday. Thanks, Davey. All right, thanks, see Davey. ya. Davey Coombs, thanks, uh, LB, for taking that call. Um, wow, that was big. Yeah. Holy it, crap. <laughs> If anybody wants to call in, uh, 702-586-7857. we got a few lines open uh, as of right now. Uh, Larry, do you got some time or you got to go, or what's your program? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm just sitting at the at the shop. The guys are in the back working. I'm looking at my podium hats that are sitting yeah. right here that I've already done. Uh, you know what I think might be part of the problem uh, in, in with, with Reed and Stewart? And uh, Carmichael touched this on this in, on the in, in Racer X interview this week. 
a real big problem in our sport, not a, not a problem, but what happens is the entourages of these two guys. Don't you think that that's a big part of it? Uh, for sure. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, there are a lot of people that, that the riders do, I'm going to say, let be around them because, you know, if, if it wasn't the rider inviting them in, the, the entourage wouldn't be there. So you, you always have to say it's the rider letting this happen. But, you know, I think um, each rider has its own certain personnel that they have around them. Mm-hmm. And some is good, some is positive, some's negative. So you, you, as far as a team goes, and, and me standing here on this side of the fence and watching, you know, who comes in that door, you know, I, I really kind of pick people apart and kind of decide <laughs> if they're a positive or a negative for his program. And I think you're the type of guy, as we talked about earlier, you'll flat out say, hey, listen, uh, maybe not James, but listen, Hill, that dude's no good for you. Beat it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would tell James, too, yeah, but yeah. James is even pickier than I am of right. the people around him. So, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, you just, you know, these riders, they don't pay attention enough because, you know, a lot of guys want to hang around them because they're cool. You know, it's cool to hang out with a top motocross rider, and, and it's cool to, to get the free T-shirts and the free, you know, <laughs> shoes and stuff like that. But, you yeah, know, the riders don't that see that sometimes quick. it's working against them. And, and right. you know, they, they go out and party when they shouldn't because this guy wants to go party, and he's, you know, he's, he doesn't have a race on the weekend. So right. you got to really pay attention to who's around you. All right, let's take a couple more calls. Oh, lost him. DNF. Nobody there. Full DNF. Moto Show, what's going on? Nothing. Who's this? This is, uh, this is Jake. Jake, what's happening? Hey, Mathis, I think you need to answer the phone a little bit nicer. <laughs> Do I? Okay. I don't <laughs> what's know. What's going on? <laughs> Jake, Jake, we got Jake. I want to be, like, on. casual. I don't know. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, you're probably right. Um, Jake, do you have a question for uh, Larry Brooks? I do have a question for Larry Brooks. I just want to know if he has a favorite period in his life, or I should say a favorite national that he raced and what one of his most memorable times in his career was. Great question. Wow. Um, memorable time. I've got a few of them, man. I, I really do. Um, you know, I, I raced, uh, it was a race called the Coupe de Lavenir, and it was the under-21 world championship back in uh, – 86, me and uh, Bobby Moore, Billy Lyles, and Mike Fisher went and raced it for the U.S. team. And, uh, and we won, and it was really cool. It was my first time in Europe, and we got these big flower wreaths around our necks and stuff, and it was just a really cool weekend. But, you know, other than that, you know, I was a huge fan of Binghamton, the national at Binghamton, that uh, I love that track. And I really? was so sad to see it leave the uh the schedule you might be the only guy yeah i think i was i think i was really because i really enjoyed the track but you know uh, a lot of guys didn't like it and maybe that's why i liked it more but you know uh i i was a big fan of uh of new york tracks and and tracks up in that area i just thought the dirt was really good and the trees and you know the way that they laid stuff out but um you know, as far as an era and the time of my life that I'm enjoying and racing, I would say now. <laughs> yeah, less less training, that's for sure. For sure. I got, I I got one race. more quick question. What is is there any? Do you suspect, Larry, that if there's any performance enhancing drug use, whether it be recovery drugs or 
types of HGH or whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I, there's so many things out there, you know, that you hear about in baseball and football and and things like that. And you know, I, I'm definitely not an expert in that stuff. It, I, I don't know much about it, so it's really hard for me to comment on that, but. You know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about it, and I hear a lot of people saying different riders take that. But I know of, let's say, five or six top guys that got drug tested this past year. And, you know, that was James Stewart, and that was with Kevin them. Wyndham, and Larry. Chad Reed. And none of those guys were, you know, they didn't have any enhancing drugs in their system. So, And, and that was the gnarly FIM test, not just a P test uh Right. You know, like they test for more than uh, just a recreational drug thing. It's a Norman screener. Yeah. And honestly, when, when we were sitting in the room, I went in there with James when it was happening, and I was like sitting back like, oh, we're going to catch somebody. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard all this stuff, you know, that, okay, it's time to catch somebody. But, you know, nobody had it in their system. And I, I don't really know how they test for that stuff, but those guys, you know, it was a good AM, uh, FIM test, like Steve said. And, you know, they they, they – they really spend a lot of money on their drug testing program. So, you know, I don't really know to answer your question. I don't know. But, you know, if they have anything for a team manager, I need something right now because I need to get up and <laughs> going last, here. The last thing you need <laughs> is more Bull. Mountain Dews, bud. Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull. Hey, Jake, thanks for your, uh, for your call. I appreciate it. Uh, hello. Welcome to the Moto Show. This is Stephen Paul. May I help you? <laughs> hello, Steve. It's Cooley, how are you? Hey, Cooley, how are you? What's going on? This is uh, a friend of mine from Canada calling in. Long distance charges apply as well. Internet. Uh, <laughs> do you have a call for? Do you have a question for Larry Brooks, Cooley? I sure do. I, I see you guys are on delay. I was the first thing I was going to ask you is if you had a dump button and say instead of in, in case I said something wrong. No, no dump button in the show right now. We're working on that. No. Well, I just wanted to ask uh, Brooks how much Canadian beer we got to send down to him in order to get him to bring Stewart up to Montreal Supercross. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a question for me. It would be a question for James himself. But, you know, if you want to sing, send your beer down, I'll drop the address off on the, on the, uh, when we're hanging up and make sure you send it to L&M. We'll, we'll take it for sure. Well, we'll do, we can bring some by the truck uh, in Toronto. That's not a problem. But I, oh, think, uh, I think Montreal would be a good weekend for you guys. No, for sure. You know, I, I, I see that they changed the track quite a bit. Actually, I, 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 I ran across, uh, you know, I guess the, the, what would it be called, the computer show? What, what's that show yeah, the that webcast. was on the computer? Yeah, and I heard the... Mathis. He was, he was doing the announcing or something there. <laughs> I was, I was. And actually, the guy on the phone was doing the pit reporting. So how, <laughs> how's that for a couple of clowns? Well, but, he, uh, but, he speaks Canadian. But the question I have, I guess for you, I'm asking you a question now, is they've changed that, that track quite a bit, that there was some buggy racing and some different type of racing going on also that weekend. Yeah, absolutely. They got rid of the buggies, uh, and they put an cross track, so it's a much more traditional supercross track than it ever has before have did you ever race montreal brooks no i didn't i did you know a few i think winnipeg and a few other events like that right right uh, all right hey cooley thanks for calling in bud i appreciate it and thanks for spending yeah, no. the long distance charges hey, hey cooley, no problem sorry, i couldn't you answer your question okay. bud okay see ya. i don't have an answer <laughs> i just don't know uh well hey man thank you for coming on the show uh this has been awesome uh Great, great guest, first guest, Paul. Awesome, for sure, Larry. We definitely appreciate it. It's an honor having you on, and uh, we know how busy you are, and everybody hopefully appreciates your hard work, and it's all going to pay off the, this Saturday night in Anaheim. 
It is. Yeah, it is I mean, we'll see. I mean, I've been so scared that the weather was going to turn sour on us this weekend. And, you know, it's kind of been up and down, and, and but it looks decent now, knock on wood, that it's going to halfway be decent. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, it's a lot of racing, 17 races and 18 weekends. And, you know, the, uh, the Supercross series is definitely a challenging series, you know, being, being uh, you know, over that long of a period. One week break, that's all you get. Yeah, yeah exactly. Straight, and you yeah. know, like a lot of the lights guys, they really don't understand till they get thrown into it and they go from doing seven races to 17 and you know, they understand, you know, how difficult it is, but you know, uh, I'm excited for the series, you know, uh, you know, Sam Manuel Yamaha will definitely be there, you know, in full force and you know, we're proud to have James Stewart and Josh Hill on the team this year, and, you know, we'll see what happens. We're proud to have you on the first-ever MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show, Larry. So. It was kind of cool. I, was, I kind of enjoyed it. And, hey, you answering those callers' uh, calls, you were much better there at the end. Thank it was only the last call, but it got much better. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a permanent change in my life. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I thought, that's right. I mean, I don't know. I just, that's what I thought you DJs did, but apparently not. So. No, no. You, they, it was almost rude. Like, they didn't know what to say. They were like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, like <laughs> And I, then you got kind of gay on everyone there at the last call. But, so, hey, whatever. So somewhere right. in between. Somewhere in between will be good. That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah. I, 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 actually, it seemed like I was mad that they were calling in, right? Yeah, a little want? bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, this is this – is, Steve Mathis, what do you want? Like, what the hell? Are you joking me? He's all going right. all Howard Stern on us. I'll uh, I'll fix that, LB. But uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the calls. Yep, thanks, uh, Larry. And uh, yeah, we'll see you this Saturday, right? Yeah, definitely come by the truck, you guys. I'll uh, I'll see you there. I'll you know where I'll be hanging out. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Right. All right, good luck, Larry. Thanks. All right, you guys. See you later. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Good luck with the show. Bye. Thanks, thanks buddy. That was Larry Brooks, Team San Manuel. Great way uh, to kick it off. The met, the chat room is still going off. They're talking about the uh, enhancing drugs, performance enhancing drugs. They're talking about Cooley. He must be a legend in Canada. And they're talking yeah, about pretty much. Uh, talking about LB, man. The chat room is just really going off. I'm, I'm loving this, actually, to be able to watch this as we uh, talk to our guests and as uh, Steve works the phone lines here. So we're going to... Uh, I'm going to get into some commercials here in just a moment, take a quick break. The show's going obviously longer. As we told you, it was going to go longer this first session, but I think that was great stuff having uh, DC and, and Larry on there at the same time. want to thank those two once again for being on this inaugural MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. All right, Steve, let's talk for a minute about the title sponsor of the Moto Show. That would be my buddies over at MotorWorldRacing.com. As you know, most people know, we used to have this little race team called MotorWorldRacing.com Yamaha. Won some races, had a good time. Great folks over there at MotorWorldRacing.com. I've got become good friends with them over the years. They're industry leaders, pioneers in the web stuff. All your motocross needs, anything you need, go to MotorWorldRacing.com and check it out. Yeah, Brian Junkie and Glenn Boggy, both the owners there, are great guys, and they've helped us out a ton. Um, basically, I guess what you want to know is that I've known Brian Junkie for a long time. The man of Total Monster. Right. Basically, like I said, MotorWorldRacing.com, check it out. Steve's going to tell you a little bit about a special that we have coming up. What do we got, Steve? Well, it's pretty cool. What you can do is log on to MotorWorldRacing.com, and a pop-up window will appear with a chance to win an autographed Travis Pastrana jersey. Not uh, one of those cheapy ones that he autographs. A, a real, authentic, live Travis Pastrana jersey. You don't even need to buy anything. The thing just pops up right away and uh, enter it to win. And then on top of that, you can go shopping and get some great deals. Nice. Travis Pastrana, the guy we just, the whole country watched on New Year's Eve jump 300-some feet, 277 feet. Anyhow, Travis Pastrana, 
Go to motorworldracing.com to register for your chance to win. And another Moto Show exclusive. Check this out. Order anything from motorworldracing.com in the next two weeks. Enter the promo code MOTOSHOW. And at checkout, you're going to receive an additional 10% off your entire order. What? That's from the great guys Ten, at MotorWorldRacing.com. 10% just for listening to the show. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're here to do. You know, people are going to think this, this show actually sucks and you get no value. But no, you get 10%. They're, they're going to learn as we go on. Paul, I just want to throw out a, a shout-out to uh, the, the guys at X-Brand Goggles. Uh, you can check them out at thexbrand.com. Basically what it is is X-Brand Goggles is the, the brainchild of Rich Taylor. A guy who's been in the goggle business a long time and knows what uh, pro racers need in a professional goggle. You can check out their Gox goggles, their Gox liquid goggles. Um, they're distributed by MTA in California. Um, that's where your dealers can get them, and uh, they're a proud sponsor of our show. So having said that, uh, I just think Rich Taylor's a cool dude anyway, so it doesn't really matter if he gave us money or not. I'd promote the product, and uh, they're a sponsor of our tear-off segment, which uh, you will hear very shortly. So... Uh, Check it out, thexbrand.com, and get yourself some clear vision, bro. All right. Another one of our great show sponsors here is Mantis United Eyewear Company out of Colorado. A gentleman by the name of Paul Kiefer doing it up for the privateers, Wonder Warthog style, except from Colorado. Mantis United is a company seeking a creative new direction for riders. And as I mentioned, they are an eyewear company, so check out some of their designs at mantisunited.com. They, uh, they have eyewear designed for racers by racers the mantis team is racing the supercross and motocross series in 2010 like i said helping out some colorado boys look out for these guys at the races and uh, stop by and say hi they have some great designs and it sounds like they have big plans for the future as well so uh you're gonna like the supercross shirt that they have too so go check it out when you get a chance go to mantisunited.com and thanks again for their support of the moto show and we're back on the Moto Show. Thanks for listening to those uh, commercials. And some They're, bills, that's right. Yeah, they pay some bills. Uh, let's. You want to take some calls? Let's do it. We got uh, people still calling in, so we want to hear from you. Let's let's take a seven zero two five eight six pulp seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Hello, welcome to the Moto Show. This is Stephen Paul. How's your evening? Going good, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Who is this? What's your name? This is John. I'm that some dude that wrote in for a. Uh, I wrote in two titles for Grant Langston. <laughs> oh, okay, good luck. Good luck with that. You uh, you lost. <laughs> yeah. What two titles did you think he had? No, I was just trying to get an email in, but uh, I was just trying to say I called in and say what's up, guys, and like uh, it's really cool what you're doing. I do rock EKS brand goggles too. Nice, nice. That's good. Yeah, it's good to know. Uh, Rich Taylor, uh, goggle god, 25 <laughs> years of experience. So yeah, appreciate the support. Appreciate the call. Yeah, A1, baby. Can't wait. All right, it's on. Thanks. <laughs> All right, see you. Hello, welcome to the Moto Show. This is Stephen Paul. How can I help you? That was pleasant, Stephen. Thank you. Good, yeah. yeah. Hello. Got to turn hey, in. how's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? How are you? Not too bad. Jeff Briggs and Roster in New York. Hey, uh, one thing I want to know, with the way the current trends are with factories uh, backing out of their own deal, I mean, looks like maybe this will be Honda's year, last year, possibly having a factory team. Is it going to be kind of a sayonara thing to, you know, privateers having chances with all these, you know, factory support riders now? Uh, I think not a chance, not not to knock the privateers, but you're going to see the factories always involved in some level of racing. It's just going to be doled out to the private teams. This has been a long time coming for, for really 10 to 12 years. It's been discussed 
amongst circles in the pits that this type of action needs to happen. But the Japanese are always slow to respond. They 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 want the one of them to one of the four to flinch first, and Yamaha just flinched. So watch for the floodgates to open, and you're going to see a lot more type of uh, L&Ms or uh, JGR type teams out there, Joe Gibbs Racing. But they'll always be good equipment for the elite. That's just the way it goes in racing of any form. So uh, thanks for the question. You're uh, you're from Rochester. Yes, I am. I got a question for you. How how come people in New York, you just can't say Paul Carpenter. You got to say Paulie Carpenter. You got to say you got to add an I on an E. Johnny Paulie. Uh, well, you the know funny, the, the funny thing about Paulie Carpenter is uh, his dad actually built my dad's first uh, outdoor track. My dad raced pro. Uh huh. Paulie's a Paulie's a good friend of all of ours. But we watched him growing up, and he was always. You just called Paulie him Paulie. Carpenter. Yeah, you just called Paulie him Paulie. Carpenter. Yeah, what is the deal? He's not a he's not a chick. I mean, his name's Paul. That's his name. All you guys yeah. put IEs on the end of the names. Some of my friends call me Paulie. They're not from really New not from New York. Oh, okay. just, just a point. <laughs> just the same thing. Bobby Canary as well. I mean, it's it's always been Bobby Canary. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I just well, that was my question for you. But hey, All right, thanks. Thanks, uh, for call. thanks for calling, man. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hello, welcome to the Moto Show with Stephen Paul. <laughs> it's somewhere in between there, right? Yeah, can you hear us? No. Hello. Hey, oh, there we go. what's going on? Uh, just calling in. All right, who is this? This is Jim from Omaha. Jim from Omaha. Right on. How's it going in Omaha? Cold, huh? It's cold. Yeah, oh, I bet. You got, you got a question? Yeah, I got a question for Paul. All right. Uh, Two-part question, maybe. I, I I think I know 930, Paul 937 would be his national number, but is there any truth to the rumor that Paul was a multiple national champion in some oddball countries? Oh, geez. Here we go. Cambodia, Indonesia. Now, uh, wow, uh, blast from the past there. Thanks for the question. Yeah, Paul 937. That's how most of my friends know me. It's on my, it's on my phone number. There's a hint for everybody that wants to get my cell phone number. It's on my email. It's on my wife's cell phone. So I'm all about the 937. That was my racing number. And then as far as the international stuff, yeah, a lot of people know that I raced, uh, raced in some pretty bizarre countries. And sure, took home a few, uh, uh, well, quite a few wins. And uh, I guess technically uh, a couple national championships. I don't know oh, well, if I have it. an actual number one plate hanging on the wall, but yeah. Some some far off uh, racing in the in the far east, Southeast Asia, South America, South Africa. I've been all over uh, all over the place. Twenty three countries. But thanks. all right, time for another call. Yeah, thanks for the question. Oh, you need to turn your radio down. <laughs> thanks for calling the Motor Show. This is Paul and Steve. What's your question? No. No. Hello, can you hear us? They're out. Oh, they're gone. Baby, baby, screaming. Bullwop. Moto Show with Paul and Steve. How you doing? Hey, good. I think I have a question more for Mathis. Okay. All right, let's hear it. We just have one for me, so this must be a Canadian thing. It's, uh, it's a Minnesota thing. Close enough. All right. Um, With your relationship with KTM, what have you heard about the new bikes this year with Lynx, the new uh, factory KTM bikes? Are they any better, or what's what's been up with them? Well, I mean, you'll you, it's funny because you'll have the KTM guys swear up and down that uh, – their no link rear suspension works as good as a link, and anybody who says not is full of crap. And it is funny how they're putting a link out now. Uh, I've heard I talked to a guy in Bercy for a while. Uh, he's head of the MX2 program, and uh, we're friends. He could have been shitting me, but he said the bike is awesome. It's really good. Uh, they've got the link figured out pretty good, and uh, 
who knows at this point, I'm just waiting to see the thing and see how it works. I've always felt KTMs uh, need a little bit of work in stadium whoops. I feel anywhere else there's as good as anything out there. Look at Michael Lessie. He's put in some good results. Justin Brayton won a national. Uh, stadium whoops, I've always felt they needed some work there. And uh, I don't know, man. I guess we'll see, right? Yeah. Hey, the, the not-linkage bike, like last year's bike and year before, that have anything to do with Nick Way leaving, or was that something else? No, no, that had nothing to do with it. They've been working on the link for a while, and maybe they had some sort of snag on the production. I don't, I don't really know, but uh, no, nothing to do with the NYK. But uh, thanks for the question, man. Yeah, thanks. For yeah, the thanks call. for answering. Got a DNF there. Moto Show with Stephen Paul. What's up, Steve? I had a question. Yeah. What do you think about a lot of the? Uh, like factory connection teams not running eight kit suspension this year, is it because of money or is it because we got the factory stuff coming from the factories that good now? Great question. Yeah, great question. Uh, I believe it's a combination of both. I think I've always felt that you can get your stock susp- suspension working pretty good. Uh, the the eight kits, the 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 work stuff is uh, generally bigger capacity, holds more oil, titanium parts inside of them. Um, which all help out, but generally speaking, uh, stock suspension, you can get it working pretty good. You'll notice, uh, like Bubba last year went from 50-millimeter forks to 48s, which are stock size. Um, That trend actually started back in 07. Yeah, with Langston. uh, Langston was the first one. Uh, So the teams have been getting away from bigger and stiffer suspension for a couple of years now, and they're going to more standard stock sizing for flex reasons. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both. I, I actually disagree. I don't think it has anything to do with the budget, just my honest opinion. I think Steve's right on with the with the trend, and you need to keep in mind that the production stuff is, is typically last year or the year before's work stuff. And if somebody finds a setting they like and a combination they like and they, they put that stuff, that's why we race. I mean, we put that stuff right on the showroom floor. And uh, if somebody likes a setup, there's the, the legendary uh, Larry Ward, who used to run the stock stuff, had to have it, didn't like the, the, the works kit stuff. So uh, I think the trend is just more in these riders' heads. They think they've discovered uh, lightning in a bottle. Wyndham was the first guy to jump on it this year, and it seems like the whole Factory Connection team is following their leader. And, uh, you know, again, I, I think the, the teams at this level have the budget to do what they need to do. And uh, even though we're seeing drastic slashes on salaries and racing across the board, they're going to go race. They're going to go race serious. They're not going to skimp on a set of forks. So that's, uh, there you that's go. my two cents. There's your answer, bud. All right. Well, thank you. See you guys at A1. Hey, thanks for listening, man. Bye-bye. Moto Show with Stephen Paul. What's going on? Oh, man. Just got a quick question. Yeah. All right. Check this out. So my question is, like, the difference in uh, the motor mods, like, say, for instance, from the full-on factory bike to the new 2010 bikes, what do you think most factory teams are going to run? Well, I mean, really, I think uh, the 450s are fast, so uh, there's not going to be uh, a whole lot. Uh, you, bought, you bought lights. What's that? On lights. No, lights bike. Um, while the light spikes are heavily massaged, I mean, they got everything done to try to squeeze as much horsepower out of them as they can. Basically, uh, uh, you know, cams, pistons, cylinders, uh, heads are flowed, uh, crankshafts, uh, counterweights. I mean, everything is looked at on those bikes, and, uh, I mean, they're done to the max. They're, I would say they're pretty far off your production motorcycle, uh, but, again, these guys are the elite riders in the world. So uh, that's, a, that's a good question, though. Uh, thanks, for the, uh, thanks for the call. Paul, it's time for the new segment.
I think it is. This, this is one of many segments we're going to throw at you guys throughout the year. And once again, I want to thank everybody for calling in. We were overwhelmed. The board was just lit up the entire time. So those of you who tried to call in and didn't get through, we apologize. Thank you for the support. We're going to get... We were going to go an hour, remember? Yeah, we're, we're so far past it. Those of you who are still hanging and listening, I appreciate it. Bailey and Morgan, if you're listening, it's almost your bedtime. So uh, off to bed with you. But hey, uh, again, this is a new segment since it's a new show. But yeah. we're going to try to throw a lot of new segments at you guys. And uh, basically, this one is uh, like a rapid-fire Q&A. And, and it's called the X-Brand Goggles Tear-Off segment, where we're going to we're gonna throw some questions at each other and, and be on the clock for 15 seconds seconds each and uh away we go i'll uh, i'll give uh i'll give steve the first question you'll give me the first question I'm, I'm gonna, i okay. think i'm gonna give you the first question all right in, in the lights class west coast steve mathis is the west coast lights title jake weimer's to lose uh yeah absolutely i think jake after uh after his performance last year i think that uh he's got to be the heavy favorite right now and uh i mean really with his team and his skills he should be the favorite i think on the west agreed agreed all right uh, Paul, how many podiums do you think Andrew Short is going to uh, get this year? Every single one. Oh, wait, oh come you on. can't win all three. Okay, no. I actually have this bet with a friend of mine who thinks he's not going to be in the top seven, and I think he's uh, taking a little bit too much of that performance-enhancing drugs, but not using them in the proper manner they're designed for. No, Andrew's going to be on the podium. Yeah, you're no done, question bud. About it. Hey, you're, you're done. Hey, hey, Andrew's going to be on the podium plenty of times. Just watch. He's the silent killer. All right. All right, next question. Uh, how will Austin Stroop, who will be riding a 450, by the way, at Anaheim, how will he do in his 450 debut? Uh, really? I think Austin Stroop's going to struggle. I think he's got a riding style that befits a 250F, a wide open pin to the max. And, uh, man, it's got to be – I don't think this is a, a recent plan, so I definitely think that they're going to uh, uh, struggle on that end. Filling in for Matt Moss. That's right. All right, next question, Steve. Uh, basically, Paul, uh, Christoph Purcell is probably the heavy favorite on the uh, on the coast that he's riding the East Coast, do you think he's going to go undefeated? Uh, I think the obvious answer would be yes, based on the fact that he's looking like, looking to be the next Jean Michel Bale. But I got three words for you from, straight from the Brady Bunch: Barsha, Barsha, Barsha. So I think no. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question: uh, How will Ryan Dungey do in his essentially his 450 debut as a full season? Really, I think. Uh Dungey's going to struggle a little bit. I know there's a lot of fans out there that look at him as the next big thing, but uh, I got him fifth or sixth uh, in the points at the end of the year. Mm, interesting. How about how about at the first race? Uh, first race, well, this is beyond 15 seconds. First race, uh, let's go with some jitters in seventh or eighth first right. race. I and mean, The field right. is stacked, as we know. Um, Ryan Villapoto or Josh Grant? Uh, who beats who, Paul? Yikes. Ryan Villapoto or Josh Grant? Uh, you know, I think for the long run, I got to go with Villapoto. But I think uh, if Villapoto fulfills his destiny to be what he's supposed to be as R Ryan Villapoto all day, but I'm a big Josh Grant fan, as you know, and I think he's got a uh, speed matched, basically. Nice. That was right in the 15-second range. See, that's what I do. So yeah. I think we're on the last one for me, right? Yeah. Or are we on the fifth one? No, we're the last one. Okay. But the, the question for Steve is, where is Tim Ferry? Well, actually, he's bound and gagged in my closet. Oh, I thought I heard somebody yeah, kicking over yeah, there. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> in there. The no, uh, Red Dog, look for an interview this week on Transworld MX uh, with him kind of breaking his silence uh, of where he's been and what he's been going on. So stay tuned to Transworld for that. I don't want to give it away right now, but there's been a reason why he, uh, he hasn't got a ride and he's turned some guys down. Uh, stay tuned for that. Perfect. Great answer. Uh, yeah, and I'm plugging my own stuff. So. That's right. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, right. uh, Paul Lindsay. Uh 
like the little sound Bonus effect. Question How sure. will uh, Davy Millsaps do? Davy Millsaps. Davy, again, if you do what you're supposed to do, being a contract year, being the phenom that you've been supposed to be all this time, you have won two Supercrosses, uh, I think you'll be up front. If not, I think he's not in the top five. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay, so you don't like Davy Millsaps. Yeah. Well, cool. I, got, I got one more bonus question for you now. Uh, all we're, right. We're at the end here. We need one more ding. Okay. All right. Let's, yeah, let's we'll, we're figuring this out. All right. How will Grant Langston do at Anaheim? Uh, at Anaheim yeah. uh, or the year? Uh, at Anaheim, I think Grant Langston is going to struggle. You just don't miss two years. Jump into the first Supercross with the pace that those guys go, with the lack of training time that he's had, the lack of getting ready time, Fair and uh, and expect to do well. I think Grant's going to struggle. Uh, nicest guy around. He'll probably tell you for half an hour about why he struggled that night. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's going to struggle. GL, you know we love you, buddy. Tough road ahead. We wish you all the best. Uh that, that, that segment was brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. That's right. That was our rapid-fire tear-off section. We, we need Instead of the ding, we need like a tear-off. We can uh, do that. We can we'll, record that. We'll, we'll work on that for next week. Yeah, well, I'll get the sound guy on it. Oh, wait, I am the sound guy. That's right. Um, so what basically we're up to now, Paul, is uh, Paul's Podium. Oh, that's Another right. Another section that we're going to have here. This is uh, a new segment. Oh, wait. It's a new show. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, this segment we're going to try to do every week, Paul's Podium. And I'm going to pick out three things from the previous week's race as you know we're going to be coming to you every monday night once again just a reminder every monday night on pulp mx and uh we should talk about that too by the way it's going to be podcast if you missed any portion of the show or you're just basically getting sick of hearing us talk at this point an hour and 40 minutes into the show uh you can listen to this on itunes it will be archived and then there's a rear of the show on a, on a really awesome website that we've aligned ourselves with it's called sportstalknetwork.com and it's the third largest sports talk site on the internet if you google it it comes up behind i think yahoo and espn it's a huge site 1.2 million listeners per month and uh the motorworldracing.com moto show will be linked through sports talk network we're really excited about that trying to bring our sport mainstream across the lines to the stick and ball guys and uh, hopefully get some new fans along the way how can you not be a fan of supercross so anyhow the 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 new segment that we're doing is uh this week a little bit different because let's face it there's nothing i can talk about that happened in a race so i'm going to talk about three things on my podium that i'm looking forward to come anaheim come this season and the first thing is just Supercross itself. Now, this is going to sound like a total brown nose move, but for all of you out there who, who are bagging on Feld Entertainment, it's now Feld, has been Clear Channel, has been Live Nation. Let me tell you from an insider perspective, we would not be here without Feld, okay, guys? Feld is the people that took, and the same trench people for the last 20, 25 years that have taken this sport to the next level where it's at, where we can all for enjoy all live, <laughs> live TV coverage. Got some sound effects from Steve here. That's right. You stay classy, Sandy. You stay classy, Feld. Feld has taken this sport to where it's at, and they're going to take us into the next 10 years as well. We've got live TV coverage coming up on CBS this weekend, and uh, I personally want to give a big shout-out to all those guys for everything they've done to this sport. I don't think you, – you can't – like I said with Larry, you can't please everybody, but Feld sure does their best, and they're far from perfect, but they're about, as, <laughs> I guess, as close as you can get to perfect. All right, the next thing is going to also sound like a brown nose move, but Toyota. Toyota quietly has sponsored our sport indoors and out, arena cross, donations, you name it. They've sponsored our sport for the last five years, I think, since 06, I believe they got involved. And they have dumped literally millions and millions of dollars into our beloved sport. Without Toyota and, with, of course, without our energy drink money, Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar, DNA, all of the above, Unbound, 
all that energy drink money, it's not just them alone. It's Toyota that's been pumping all the money, doing the cool crossover ads. I want to thank Toyota. Yes, as a full disclosure, I have been sponsored by Toyota in the past on my race team, but I would proudly buy, I did proudly buy a Toyota before they sponsored my race team and would gladly go buy another one right now. So thank you, Toyota, for wow. all the support. Wow, it is getting deep in here, bud. It is getting deep in here. That's how I roll. That's all right. how I roll. That's how I'm a Toyota I roll. guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. And then, and then the last thing I'm looking forward to is uh, what we just discussed, Ryan Dungey on a 450. And I have to disagree with you. I don't think there's any first-round jitters, and I don't okay. think there's any uh, rookie learning curve. He had uh, a French guy by the number, name of uh, – or by the number 377, and not to mention Jake Weimer, who got in there and got six wins this year. If not for those two, Ryan Dungey could have and should have been the dominant lights guy in America. And after that strong performance at the Motocross Donations, I think uh, Ryan Dungey is destined for great things in this sport on a 450 and i personally cannot wait to see him standing on the podium at anaheim all right all right, right. farewell so, yeah, yeah 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 so all right on to, on to our next new segment which once again it's a new segment because it's a new show but you'll hear it every week and this is going to be what's eating steve and if if any of you that know steve and his his uh his girth <laughs> if you will there's a lot of things that not only eat him literally but figuratively as well so steve's going to give us something that really bugged him at the races but once again since we haven't been to anaheim yet steve's going to give us something leading up to the season that's really eating him so what what's eating steve this week uh i'll tell you what's eating me paul and uh this is this is something uh, that came out of the blue this week i got a call from a oh, i was just talking to one of the uh, one of the top riders in our sport I'm not going to name names here, but uh, he was telling me that uh, something came up at the test track with a bunch of riders around, and uh, once again, Josh Hansen seems to want to beat me up. Uh. He uh, he actually, again, for probably the third time, threatened bodily harm on me, which <laughs> I'm okay with because whatever. I think I could take him. I don't want to fight him. I just What I write is what I write. Here's my problem with Hanny getting upset at me. Uh, here's my problem. Hansen, you're not listening, but trust me. I'm not the only guy that bags on you. Pretty much every media source in this sport has taken their shot at Josh Hansen. Paul, can you back me on that, or do you do you agree? Hey, you know what? When when you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down in this sport. And I can attest to that. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Can that you may agree? Have been can you agree with me that Josh Hansen gets a lot of shots from all people? Absolutely. Okay. So why the f I don't see him wanting to fight an MXA guy? Uh, Racer X has taken a shot at him. Transworld has taken a shot at him. Uh, he produced very little results for a lot of money over the years. He's uh, lost a couple of rides that have been very good to him. Um, whatever the circumstances are, uh, he hasn't performed, and I've written it critical of him. Uh, I've also I've often I've often praised him as well. I believe one of the Anaheim's he rode pretty good coming from the back. That's Kid's right. got a tremendous skill set. We know this. He can ride. Uh, why me though? Why do you want to beat me up? Why not? Why don't you want to beat? You know, Coombs or, or Don Maeda or why why Mathis? That's what I'm wondering. It seems to be I'm the only – and I wasn't more critical of him than any other. I seem to be the guy that uh, he's focusing his hatred on and his anger. And uh, I just want to say uh, that, that that's eating me this week, that uh, that he doesn't want to beat up everybody. He just wants to beat me up. All right. Well, let's, let's hope that uh, at Anaheim we have something good to talk about with Josh, who will, by the way, be riding uh, Lights West for the pro circuit team with uh, with his teammate Jake Weimer, a little sort of last-minute change of plan. Some people in the industry have known about it for a while, but uh, it'll be Jake Weimer and Josh Hansen on the I 250s. I could for easily circuit. see him top, top five. Yeah, hey, I mean, if he rides the way he rode at the X Games, the, the ADD Fest, as we call it, that's when Josh is at his best, and I know Anaheim is going to be that same level of intensity for Josh, and I know he's got a lot to prove. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah. 
That's just so. what's eating me this week, Paul. All right. All I mean, right. I'm just being uh, I'm just being honest. Hey, uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to call. Got about uh, 15 minutes left in the show uh, until we wrap it up. And uh, so get your calls in now for uh, for Paul and uh, and myself, Steve Mathis. Uh, thank you again for all of you tuning in for the show. Uh, look for this on iTunes probably this show probably will be a little bit later on iTunes. I got to get the Web Ninja Marty on that and uh, look for Sports Talk Network uh, on Wednesday at ten o'clock for the re-air of the show. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for uh, for listening, you guys. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I can't believe we're pulling it off, except for that little technical snafu with Brooks, which I will have my man on it this week. That's right, the sound engineer. Yeah, I will have my man on it. Uh, we did test it earlier. Paul can confirm. That's right. That worked when we called my wife. Hey, look, and you. we've got some callers. All right, let's take some callers. All right, let's do it. Hello, welcome to the Moto Show. This is Stephen Paul. How are you? Hey, not too bad, guys. My name's Jim. I'm from uh, Alabama. I'm a big NASCAR fan, and I see that you know, that Joe Gibbs Racing Team is uh, coming on. Now, do you think any other teams are going to be able to compete with that that Joe Gibbs team? I mean, they have they have a lot of stuff from the YouTube videos I saw. You know. I'll tell you, I, I've been to the shop. I don't know if you have, Steve, but everybody that's seen the videos uh, or, or the pictures in Racer X, I can tell you it doesn't do it justice, and you're, you're spot on. I mean, those guys have it going on. The Joe Gibbs team from, from day one, uh, not to say I, I told you so, but any, I, I told a lot of people so. That team is the new gold standard for how race teams are going to be running this sport, especially based on the caller that we had earlier that was talking about some of the factory support going away. Uh, I hope, we can only hope, that more teams like Joe Gibbs will be involved in the sport because those guys, trust me, they have every resource needed, and that's why their bikes are so good, and that's why the team is so good, and they look good, and, and they've got great results. And I am I personally am just pumped that Justin Brayton's on that team. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, imagine that. Shocker. Uh, I believe Tony Stewart has sniffed around as well. That rumor has been going around for a few years now, and I think it got closer to fruition this year than ever, yep. but some, some things didn't fall into place. But uh, we'll see. The economy, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. Hey, guys, one, one more thing with that. I mean, we have a lot of people crossing over, like Ricky Carmichael and people like that. Um, you know, what do people like, like Brian Vickers and other race teams, you think you were going to see more NASCAR teams coming into motocross for more exposure and well, uh, kind we certainly of the same, so. the same type of people? Yeah, we, we hope so. I mean, I think the connection is that, that Joe Gibbs saw is – You've got a mainstream sport like NASCAR, and then you've got the extreme sport of Supercross. And, uh, you know, it's all about the X Games and the X Generation and the, uh, you know, the extreme sports. I think the sponsors see a real appeal to that 18 to 34 male demographic, and we've got it. We've got the market cornered on it at the moment. It's gold. So thanks for the question. All right, Motor Show with Stephen Paul. You're on there. What's up? Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask uh, the guys about Kevin Windham. All right, what do you got? Uh, I just wondered how they think uh, he'll do this year, and if uh, if he has a bad season, if they think he'll uh, race in 2011. Well, let Steve take this one. Well, uh, thanks, Paul. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I think, honestly, uh, what's your name, caller? EJ. EJ. Uh, EJ, I think Kevin Windham is going to struggle a little bit. Um, he's just getting older. The other guys are getting faster. K-Dub's a great guy. He's got a solid fan base. Never been a guy to really push it though, and uh, isn't going to push that edge. Isn't going to look for it. I don't know. I, I, if, I think he's going to do good if he gets a start and things happen around him. He can certainly maintain the pace, but I wouldn't look for any charges from Kevin Windham. I wouldn't look for uh, any sort of flashes of 
ginormous speed from him. That's just uh, just my opinion. Yeah, but, I have uh, to agree. K-Dub, we love you, buddy, but uh, you got a family now and mo one of the most talented riders ever had a motorcycle, but Steve's right. He's not going to take the risks that are needed to hang out with, a, with some of the Josh Hills and these kids that are taking enormous risk at the beginning of their career. All right, well, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Hi, this is the Moto Show with Stephen Paul. You've, uh, you're on the air. Um, I'd like to, this is, um, I, what, this how is, long have you been in motocross? <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is my daughter Bailey calling the nice, show. Nice, nice. How, how awesome that my daughter got through. This is my 10-year-old daughter Bailey. How long have I been in the sport? Uh, basically my whole life since I was seven years old, as you so often like to remind me that I started racing at seven years of age. My daughter is now 10, and I'm the hypocrite dad who will not let my daughters race. I have two daughters, 10 and 7, and uh, girls, you should be in bed by now. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for the call, Bailey. Uh, Moto Show, you're on the air. What's going on? Oh, not too much. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're good. We're good. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, thanks for caring about the MotoWorldRacing.com show. That's awesome. Oh, no problem, man. It's been a blast listening to it. Having Coombs and uh, Larry Brooks was uh, quite a quite, quite a uh, start for the show. We only go down here. Yeah, here. yeah, I'd say so. Um, quick question for you guys: yeah. um, Who do you guys think is the most gypped rider? About getting a ride or not getting a ride? Well, I, my that's vote easy. goes for Tim Ferry. <laughs> I was going to say Ivan Tedesco. Uh, and that's yeah, no offense no. to Timmy. Timmy's, it, Timmy's it at the end it of is. his career. Ivan's at the end of his career, too, but he's, he's about five years younger than Timmy. Uh, and Ivan, you know what? It's not based on talent. I'll just say that. It's uh, Ivan was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and uh, no question about it. Timmy, Ivan, Burner, those three kind of got the short end of the stick when the musical chair stopped. There was just no more for him to sit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Hey, no problem. You guys have a good night. Moto Show, this is Stephen Paul. What's happening? Not too much, you guys? Uh, just chilling here, trying to trying to do a moto show. Who have I got, Steve or Paul? You got Steve. You got both of us. Yeah. Matt, this is Hammer Time. Hey, what's up, Hammer? How are you? How much, you? I thought you sounded familiar. The infamous Hammer Time calling in. Uh, what's up, buddy? I appreciate the, appreciate the listen on the first week. I know you're a real estate mogul, and... Uh, you know, I imagine sales must be just booming there in the uh, interior of BC. But uh, thanks for taking the time. Hey, man! Congratulations, you guys. You sound pretty smooth. I got in late here, so I just got on the uh, just got onto the show here about 15 minutes ago. So I missed the start of the show. How was uh, How was Brooksy? Was he okay, or did he make an ass of himself like he does every time he writes the column or goes on Moto Talk? Uh, no, Brooks was good, dude. Uh, I'm a fan of Larry Brooks. You, as you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, He's a lot like me. He kind of calls it as he sees it. I don't agree with certain things that he did, and I was going to tell him, actually, Paul, that, that skipping that press conference was a bad idea, and I'll stand behind that. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I like Brooks, dude. Brooks was cool. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I get worried about that guy sometimes. He always seems like he's right on the edge of a nervous breakdown, you know, when he gets out <laughs> on those columns and, and uh, out on the moto farm. Sometimes I just wish he'd uh, run the team and, and sort of – Stay off of the uh, stay off of the press stuff, but uh, glad it worked out for him. So, how's the show been going? You guys been getting some listeners and callers? And oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Flooding in, bud. Yeah, you'll have to listen to the re-air on Wednesday night on SportsTalkNetwork.com or go to iTunes for the for the archive version on the podcast, and uh, you can listen to it. It was great having Larry and, and Davey Coombs on at the same time. Oh, yeah, talking we had, about motocross was as good as it gets. Yeah, we had Coombs on as well. You missed out, Hammer. Um, Jim, 
Listen to Lindsay, you smooth as silk dropping the uh, dropping the lines there on the on the sponsors. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Lindsay, you were number seventy six back in Europe in the day, if I remember correctly. I good good memory. I raced uh, number seventy six in Brazil and Venezuela two years or two races right in a row. Two uh, GPS, two fifty GPS with Tortelli and uh, Everts and uh, geez, Pit Buyer. Yeah, it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Good memory. That was from. Uh, yeah, from a while back, I raced two GPs, the, the only two GPs, and I, I I just missed scoring some points. I only gave points to the top fifteen at those races at that that year, and I got seventeenth in one moto in Venezuela, I believe. So no points. Nice on, work. Yeah, no points Wait. for Lindsay on the GP scene. Close, but no cigar. Laying it down in Europe. All right, guys. Well, I won't I won't keep you too long. Uh, congrats on the show, and uh, and uh, Stevie, I'll be down in Anaheim there, and I know Bobby M will be there. So if uh, if Hanny pounces on you, both of us will kick his ass with our bad legs. Right on. Sounds good, Hammer. Hey, you got a pass? Or are you all good? Yeah, I'm all hooked up, buddy. All as right. usual. Thanks, man. All right, I'll talk to you. Thanks, See you. Thanks. Talk to you then. See you guys. Last caller of the night. You are the last caller of the night. Uh, welcome to the Moto Show. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Hey, I'm uh, I'm a big KTM fan, I've, and uh, I've been really confused about my collective 350. What's up with it? What is the engine displacement 350 cc's, or is it what is it? Yeah, that's exactly it, dude. It's a it's a 350 cc bike. So uh, we'll see how he does that right now. And we're kind of into the Supercross segment of the show, but. When we get closer to outdoors, to me, that is the most fascinating thing about this season. How is he going to do? Is he going to have his starts? Is he not going to have his starts? Is the bike going to be capable? How is Michael Lessie going to do? Because as we all know, he was uh, oh so close to a title. Um, but uh, thanks for the call. That's a, that's a great uh, great question. Paul, how do you think he's going to do? Man, you know, Mike is uh, quite the enigma. He's a guy sort of coulda, shoulda, woulda, and should be like a James Stewart or Ricky Carmichael and have 27,000 titles by now, and he's just not there yet. But Mikey, man, he had it under control outdoors, that's for sure. Nobody can deny that. That title was his to lose at that point that he got hurt. So uh, I think getting back home on that KTM, I know how Tony thinks, I know how Mike thinks, and they're, they're home now at KTM, I think. so. And riding that 350, that's going to be an interesting choice. I think he said publicly that he's not 100% sure that he's riding it yet. Uh, they, want to, they want to kind of feel it out and see how it's going to be power-wise. I mean, some of these tracks might be better on the 450. Some might be better suited for the 350. Well, we all know that uh, KTM's ace tester, Mike Sleater, has been pounding that bike that's out right. at uh, all the Southern California tracks, trying to disguise it. But from all my media buddies, they kind of know where it is, and they say it looks pretty good. That's uh, right. So that's good. I, I heard mean, there's one coming to Canada. There is. There's yeah. one coming to Canada, a KTM Canada guy. I just did a podcast with Andy White, that's right. who is the head guru there. He's hoping to get one three couple weeks before the series only. So he might be behind on the eight ball, but he wants to get uh, Bobby Canari to race it. We'll see if that I, happens. I, I was just going to say, I, 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 a certain rider that we both know, I think, is in discussions did, did with we, Did we get anywhere with that? Uh, I, I forwarded you in a, a text or whatever? Uh, not, not quite yet. Working okay. on it. All right. Okay, it. yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was quite concerned about uh, getting Bobby on there, and I, I think Bobby would be a, a good natural uh, fit. I agree 100%. Well, man, this has been good. Well, thank, yeah, thanks, everybody, once again for your patience. We didn't have quite as many glitches as I thought we were going to have and a little bit a little bit chaotic, not quite as organized as we'd like. But, hey, guys, again, It'll get this better. is our first show. It's only going to get better. We truly, truly appreciate all the support. The, the emails, the texts, the phone calls have been overwhelming. The industry has received it very well. We want to be a different show. Once again, we're not trying to walk on DMXS or Pit Pass or any of those guys. We just want to have our little say. We want to be a serious bench racing forum 
have some expert analysis, have some great callers from time to time. We're going to have Chad Reed, James Stewart, everybody on here, Jake Weimer. We want to get them all on here and uh, let you I, guys rap with them. I mean, I don't see how we're going to do a show in an hour, bud. Yeah, so I don't know, see that, how that's that going to go. Tough, but you know, I can tell you this much: with all due respect to to Iser and Keller, we love those guys. Two, two for me, two two and a half hours is way too long to sit in front of listen to the radio. I guess that's what podcasts. We'll are We'll see for, what kind of numbers we're pulling in. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to see. If you guys like it, let us know. We'll keep going all I, night. I you think know? my tech guy. Greg, the geeky guy, I think he can pull in like how many listeners dropped in and tuned out at different times. All I can say is this, minus the callers, Dave Despain gets her done on wind tunnel in an hour, and that show's awesome. That's what we want to model ourselves after. He does, doesn't he? We want to pack information into one hour, not ramble. We want to give you, the the listeners, information. We are are not Dave Despain. We're far from that. This is true. This is true. Uh, Thank you. Paul yeah. Lindsay for uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Steve, for all of your hard work putting this thing together. We, as Steve mentioned, we we started talking about this about six months ago, and and here we are. Was it that? I don't even know if it was that far. Well, yeah. it, we started talking seriously about it more like two months ago. So it's been a long road. A lot goes into this behind the scenes. Thank you for everybody, all of our sponsors, of course. Brian and Glenn, I know you guys are listening. MotorWorldRacing.com. Everybody, go check it out. Put in the promo code Moto Show. You're going to get a special discount. Register for the Travis Pastrana jersey. We got to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, obviously, X Brand Goggles, Rockwell Watches. We want to thank Rich for for being oh, involved yeah. in the, in the I'll be doing site. I'll be doing the emails for the uh, for the trivia question uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll get in touch with everybody for the top, right. uh, top 20 or whatever to get yep. prizes. And, and Rich will be there at Anaheim. I'll have the prizes. We'll get them mailed out to everybody. We're going to give away stuff every week. So tell your friends. And, uh, you know, again, Motocross Donations at Lakewood coming up September 26th. They're going to be a supporter of our show, and we can't wait to talk more about that as we ease into the outdoor series. And uh, MantisUnited.com. Go check out their eyewear. And uh, once again, Doc Bodner, thanks for not pressing charges on the, on the name lifting. So, uh uh, the Moto Show. Here we are, first show in the books, and uh, I, I personally, as a fan, just could not be more excited for Saturday night. That's what this whole thing is all about. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna. Oh, I know we're gonna see good racing. It's Anaheim one. Uh, it's gonna be incredible. We're gonna have a ton to talk about next Monday about that race and uh, everything that went down in that. And I don't even know who we're gonna have for a guest, but uh, man, we can take our pick of anybody. I got one last person to thank. What's that? My beautiful wife, Susan. Her birthday's tomorrow. I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's allowing me to be here in Vegas with you, Steve, yeah. instead of where I should be with my wife yeah. in, in Colorado. So, honey, I love you. Happy birthday. And uh, I think I'm pretty hot, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's really no big deal. Thank you, uh, Paul, for, for that. Uh, yeah, thanks again to our sponsors. Thanks again to you guys. You're making it happen. We're going to take your calls. We're going to iron out the format how we want it uh, to make it the best show possible on uh, – on the internet the board's still lit up people are trying to call in we're done we're done people yeah yeah we're done so uh thanks again for the moto show and we will see you next week you know how to cut to the core of me baxter you're so wise but like a miniature buddha covered in hair